Hey guys, it's JD from This Critical. How are we doing today, tonight, and wherever in the world? I'm here with my main man, Zero. What's up, everybody? Zero from Zero's Hobbies here. How are you guys doing tonight? So, uh, I know it's not Friday night, but I won't be able to stream tomorrow night. Zero's like, hey, anybody going to go live stream tonight? I'm like, you know what? I can't since I can't go tomorrow. So, you know what? This is a special edition of DD After Dark. There you is go. It, is it 9 o'clock, too? Hey, it's 9 o'clock. We're only eight minutes late, but sounds <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> never late. We're never late. We always. And wizards never late. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna turn my camera here. Man, you're, did you get a new mic or something? No, I actually learned something yesterday um, while I was streaming. Uh huh. Um, my computer, my laptop mic was on the whole time, so the mic was picking up all the fan and the background noise. So I had both mics going. <laughs> so now I figured out how to shut that one off and use the snowball completely. Mm -hmm. So now that's that's what you're hearing is a snowball. That is awesome, bud. Well, you learn, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's all a learning process, yeah. dude. Like I this is all new to me, man. Like for real. I, mean, I haven't I haven't been at this very long, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Everything I learned, I've been learning Johnny on the spot and you know it's, it's scary, but you got to do it, right? Oh yeah. You know, it looks like my lighting's a lot better too this time. Yeah, it just looks like where you're at. I don't know, maybe where you're at. Oh, I moved. I moved a lamp. My lamp. Right. So, but yeah. So, what are you working on? This is the. Uh, I'm still working on the dice tower bunker for our dis tabletop dungeoneers Discord challenge. So yesterday Ooh. I fitted in all the uh, adornments. So I got the door. I've got some melted guns here to block the door. Mm -hmm. I've got. Uh, a small balcony here. I'm going to put some weapons here, and then I've got a pinto-mounted storm bolt or a heavy bolter up here. I got the tiles in, you know, for the flooring, and then the bracing. Nice. Well, the metal. This is supposed to be metal bracing on concrete. And I don't know if the camera picks it up very well, but I got bullet holes everywhere and vents and stuff. All this stuff I did with a pen, just drawing it out, you know. So that is nice. Hopefully, it'll show up nice once I once I primer it and. Um, and paint it up and i'm actually going to use um you have the makings of some mod podge i'm going to try my own hand at mod podge for the first time what is up Cujo? Okay. what up babe not much brother my main man Cuj. what's going on brother what's going on still going on this thing man still trying so, to get it trying to get her done Cujo, have you read up on the uh wild mountain uh campaign setting What's that? Oh, have you read have you read up on the Wild Mountain campaign setting? No, I have not. So basically, what is it? There's a fighter class in there when you can pull out a um, uh, another version of stuff in a different time from a different timeline and have it fight by your side. That's weird. That math, that's Matt Mercer for you. Well, yeah. See, that was another thing. I don't know. I don't know how excited I was to jump on it because not that I don't hate the guys. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. I mean, they're doing what they're doing and they're, they are a credit to the game at one point. But I don't know. I think they're, it's to the point now where we're giving them too much credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sorry, guys. No, you're good, brother. Yeah. I don't know. They, they've done a lot of like um, – I mean, they're doing a lot by getting exposure for the, the, yeah. the hobby, right? Like, and that's cool. That's I respect that. 
but I think we're putting too much. People are putting too much hype on them. You know, I, they're getting to that point where it's like, okay, guys, they're not gods, man. They're just dudes playing D and D with a lot of money. Yeah, I have to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, that guy's like, got way too much dwarven forge. Cujo. Him and that dwarven forge. <laughs> you know, I saw. I was just. I came across a video. I wanted to tell you, Kujo. I just came across a video of this dude who had a whole table set up. Like, he is this permanent table, and he used Dwarven Forge, and it's just a whole giant dungeon. You know, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, that's great if you're running, like, one, a one-shot game where all they do is crawl through that dungeon. But I like your setup better. I like it that you can actually change your entire layout every time you run a game. And, yeah, you could be, like, every you know like for three games straight they could be in a uh, ice cavern but each layout is different i like that you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um at first when i first had got dwarven forge you know a long time ago i mean obviously it kind of showed it in my um my video of dwarven forge over the years like from um 1990s and up when they first came out. I forget what yeah. year they came out, but oh, really? they, they just had out. a basic dungeon. There wasn't um, any other sets. And they came out with that uh, catacomb set, but I didn't get it. You know, I have it now, obviously, and I fit it into the timeline. Um, but it was still that's a, pretty much like a dungeon base. Then they came out with um, there's a couple other ones. There's two that I don't have. That I'm, I'm, I don't even really care to get. There's actually one of them I do, I do like, but, but they're still kind of dungeonous type base, you know, to, right. a dungeon type feel. Right. Um, they're just kind of a different atmosphere. Then they came out with like a, um, a tavern type. Yeah. Um, but not like what they have now, not the city builder stuff. Mm -hmm. The is like the same kind of pieces where you have a wall, and then you have a, a floor. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it has like a wood wood floor, and then it has the stucco walls. So it kind of still went together like a dungeon, mm. and, and that's their technology they had back then. That's what they were dealing with, and it looked good for the time. It was really cool. Yeah, I still skipped that. I still didn't get in get into that because there was a point where I got out of D and D. Oh, okay. And so I was getting away, and then plus I didn't have the money. I mean, I got a couple small sets back then, and. You know, I had a you know the, my my baby, and I was playing with my um my brothers, my family, and some some other extended uh, friends and stuff. And uh, at one at one point, I just ended up getting away from it, and I start I I collected books more than I played the three point five, mm -hmm. and I didn't buy any more Dwarven Forge at that point. So I skipped a whole lot of sets. Now I've came back, and I've got some of those older sets, but only because it is a good mix like the you know getting into that city builder that i missed was crazy i didn't think i was going to get into it i bought a little bit and i was like oh my gosh i gotta get a little bit more and i, and I bought that on the on the cheapest you can go with dwarven forge getting it unpainted right and um i said okay so city builder it's unpainted i'm doing that all myself staying cheap and also your paint scheme that you use with your, even though I'm using their paints, you can use your own paints right. and you can, and so you, so you can keep it all. So it blends together and right, it all right. looks good. Um, and that's why I explained in one of my videos, if you ever get into Dwarven, Dwarven Forge and you buy some painted stuff, pre-painted, you're going to be tempted to 
unless you're a really good color matcher, um, trying to match the factory style, you don't want it to look different unless you do want it to look different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I've even thought about going back and buying, and I don't want to do this because <laughs> it's more money. But I almost went thought about going back and, and buying some uh, Dungeon of Doom unpainted mm-hmm. and and painting it uh, checkerboard floor patterns. Like oh, white, the white, white and black marble, yeah, like and that. and then yeah, and then painting the pillars instead of the burgundy reddish color, you know, painting them maybe a marble color or something, and then just enough to build a, a nice sized room or two, you know, mm-hmm. and have a couple cool little themes going. Um, that's where it is kind of cool to get the unpainted stuff, but yeah, yeah um, I like that idea too. I've always liked yeah. that. Now cool. this. I, I posted on um, a Dwarven Forge site and on a Facebook mm-hmm. and um, like a Facebook group, and then our that one other group that we're on, not just ours, but a, another one. And um, I'm getting a, a a ton of hits on just the video part, not the whole unboxing. Yeah. I put a link to the unboxing and other videos, and um, I'm getting so many comments like with that, just like I said in my video about that forest set. Yep. I need this in my life. You know, how much is <laughs> yeah, that? <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like, how much is that? I need it. How much, you know, where can I get it? I said, dude, you just got to wait. It's not out yet. Um, it's not out yet. And you got it. No, he's got the Kickstarter. Well, when you back the Kickstarter, all the Kickstarter backers get their, get it first. Yep. Cause uh-huh. you already, you already paid for it. So, yep. As soon as it comes in, all the backers get them. Once all the backers are complete, and crit, anything they make after that goes right into the store. Believe and me, then you crit, can buy what you, you want. When you do a Kickstarter, don't don't be fooled. You are waiting. You'll probably wait about a year before you get your product. And that's that's two years before the actual customers get it in the stores. So, you know, th- it takes a while. You know, some Kickstarters, Dragon's milk. <laughs> they, t- they take forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just the way it is. See, I'm always, I'm not going to lie, I'm always scared about backing a Kickstarter because, you know, I don't have a lot of money myself, so I try to do everything on the cheap. Are you sure we're live? Yeah, we're live. All right. It says live. Let nobody's me check the website. Com- nobody's commenting, so. I know, right? I even posted it in the Discord. Hey, guys, we're yeah, live. I, I, I just liked it. <laughs> yeah, I see it. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I can't. I totally forgot about that. Uh, um, Bill's uh, entry I had for that. For what now? Oh, that uh, Rostat uh, video that uh, Bill posted today. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot I entered that until I watched the video. Oh, the man. <laughs> I'm like, nice. you're getting a nice book, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I waited a year for that book, man. <laughs> Patience is a virtue, right? Yeah, but yeah, I uh, I sent my I sent the info and stuff to him. He's like I said, he's one reason why I started doing YouTube because, like, you know what? Why not? This guy seems like he's having fun. Ooh, ooh. who's that from? <laughs> Is that from Quinn? That's Quinian, yeah. What's ooh. that? That's from Quinian. You're gonna have to wait for the unboxing though. Oh come on! No. I didn't see it. What was it? A oh. box. Oh, a box. Don't even show me the box. I don't care about the box. <laughs> but I, <yeah. laughs> you show me the box inside the box, and I'll be uh, 
I know, right? Well, I'm going to show you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> You'll oh, see. This, so when I looked out on my doorstep this morning and seen that big box from my Wizard of the Coast, I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, I just seen the big box. I'm like, no, this can't be just that book, the re my replacement book. I thought they gave me some other stuff. But no, it was just a replacement book. But it, as you guys saw in the Discord group, it's damaged too. How many books do you have of that same fucking book now? Two. Man. So they didn't, so they didn't want it back? They didn't want it back? Nope, they don't want the books back. Yeah, companies like that usually generate is like, here, here's a replacement, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Well, oh, dude, look. you got two books now. Here, I'll give you guys a clue about tomorrow's unboxing. No way. Uh-huh. Oh, I know what it is. Me too. Oh, 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 man. Yeah, buddy. And and look, I um in the foam board that I've been using for this stuff. Uh-huh. It's real cheap. It's dollar store foam board. And I was like, kind of, you know, I don't peel the stuff. But I found out. Oh, you don't peel it? No, I this is this is straight up paper because here's the thing, man. This paper adheres really well with the Elmer's glue, and it makes this it makes it real solid. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, yeah. It keeps it from bowing as well too. It doesn't bow as much when you keep the paper on. When you take it off, then the foam starts to bow real fast. And since I wasn't doing any patterns on here, yeah, the paper was fine. But I I realized it just comes right off. It's like real yeah. paper. A lot of people use that that. For uh, to make their own dungeon tiles too. Yeah, they just peel the one side off. Yeah, look at that. I didn't even I didn't realize it came off that easy. Is that, like, is that the dollar store? Yeah, I don't know. I think I, no, I don't know where I got this piece. I, it had to have been. I think this was from Michaels or some yeah some cheap place. Look at that. It's nice and smooth. Yeah. Check your dollar store because theirs comes off real easy. See, like I said, I've never any projects, any scenery projects. I've always kept the paper on. Because I felt like it just added to the stability of it. You know what I'm saying? Once you peel it, yeah, it, it's soft. And then the foam will uh, bow once you start putting glue on it. You know, but that's pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. And now I'm gonna, yeah, I have came right on. Yeah, I have to say, a Wizards of the Coast. Like I contacted them like at two, and they got back with me at four, and they called me. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I called them, left a message like you're supposed to, and they called me right back. They called me like two hours later, apologized, and says, hey, go ahead and send a picture of the stuff that we need, uh, what we asked you from the first one, uh, and we'll replace your replacement. Mm. So that I'm was like, right from Wizards? Yep. Huh. So I uh, they sent me a reply email to my last email. And I uh, sent the pictures and stuff. But yeah, this is like, I told the lady, I'm like, dude, honestly, out of all the customer service I have dealt with, you guys are the best. Wow. She's like, well, thank you. But if you're spending this much on our books, we want to make it right with you guys too. Like, well, I mean, so you're going to call them again on this new one? It's for my old school. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys know, <laughs> you don't know nothing about that. But you know, nope. you will. <laughs> no. Uh, the new one that I'm going to be getting, they, uh, depending on how it is, they're going to they're going to check the stock to see if all the books are like that. Okay, so you did call them again already on this yeah. new book. Yeah. Okay. Well, the one I just got, I called them. 
that's what I was saying earlier was like, I mean, that batch of books just might be that bad. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. no matter which one they send you, you're going to have the same damn problem. And it's like, what's the point? You know what I mean? It just well, might be that run of books, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember when first, I remember hearing when first, uh, when fifth edition came out, the player's handbook was going through the same thing. The first edition copies of the player's handbook. Yeah. But back then you had to send them the book too. Yes. But now you don't. Because all they do is just going to burn them. When 3.5 first came out, uh-huh. or 3, uh, 3.0 first came out, it came with a CD. You know, it came with a CD in the back for, like, character uh, sheets. Like, you had character creation sheets in there. And it was like a, it also added a little thing to your computer that you could add, like, a, a digital character sheet. And, like, some books didn't come with them. So they were, they were, you know, people were sending in emails and stuff like that. And they were the same thing. It was like, okay, send us the book back and we'll send you a new one. It was like, damn, can you just send me the CD? You know what I mean? I know, right? But that was back in the day. You know what I mean? That was back beginning of it all. You know, that's really when they started focusing on like web support and digital stuff and things like that. Cause they didn't do that. I mean, for the longest time that, that just wasn't a reality for them. You know, you I've got a good what I 3D printer for hate. Sorry. You got what? I think uh, I've got a good topic. What's up? What's the topic? What is that? Okay. Well, this is for his uh, uh, printer. So basically, he sticks this on. His bed goes on one of these, and it drains the leftover resin back into the bed. Oh. What's your topic, Cooge? Yep. Oh. Um. Well, I mean, it, you don't. Uh, well, I mean, I guess would you say you play fifth right now? I mean. I, I don't. Zero. I mean, I know that uh, crit no, does. I have not. I have not. So yeah. So you're you're kind of not in the same boat as I'm in this conversation that I'd be. We need to run a game. Bringing up. Well, damn, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> you got well, the book, I mean, so because don't you? the 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 conversation would be like, since we have or some of us, or not all of us, but I mean, have so much invested in uh, fifth edition. Mm-hmm. If they were to come out with the sixth edition, like six months from now, I don't think they will. But let's say even six months to a year, it's very feasible. A year, um, yeah. would you yeah. switch? No. For me, I have so much invested right now in fifth and digital, between books and digital. Mm-hmm. My terrain don't care. You know. Yeah, I mean, terrain stays the same no matter what. Yeah. That, same with your monsters, really. Yeah, yeah, minis and and train, and it don't matter. But I've got so much cool digital, and I love it. I'd rather it. I rather they. If they can at least, if they say, "Hey, here's six edition books," or if they want to do a five point five, I hate now because we only want to tweak it. Yeah. And they can adjust it on their D and D Beyond and say, "Hey, here's the five point five rendition." I'd be like, yeah, I'm all game for that if it's right. better and I like it. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I'm not gonna rebuy all the books and. Yeah. See, here's a, like for me, and I'll be honest. Like, it doesn't matter what system it is. Um, when did D and D fifth come out? 2014. It's been uh, out for going on six years. 2014. It is now two. Okay, I'm gonna say fairly in fairness. 2019 is when I invested in Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition. So it took me that long to like let go of 3.5 because I have <laughs> so much stuff for 3.5. I have every Forgotten Realms book for 3.5. I 
I had two sets of the player's handbooks. You know what I mean? I mean, oh yeah. So what? Oh, I had, I had, I had everything for three point five almost. I mean, I was buying all kinds of stuff and I never using it. I just loved to sh- shelve it. I looked through it, put it away. And yeah. I think I sold all of it to my brother or something. And yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like it's, and I had three stuff. I had a ton of three Yeah. Stuff. All the all the, the, the character books and stuff. Like, way Did you have the dra- uh, Dragonomicon? I have yes, and that's I'll I'll never give that book up because it, I wish I didn't. <laughs> oh my god, it's such a good. No matter what you're running is relevant because there's more information in there than stats. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and it's 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 it changed the way I even see dragons. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, I got to keep this book. You know, so it was such a good book. I'm like, yeah, it's relevant no matter what you know generation you're using, Um, unless they completely change dragons, which no, pretty much define dragons. So to me, it's like, why would you change it? You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I mean, it took me this long to get into fifth. So if they did a six, I'd probably just hold out, look at reviews, watch people play. You know what I'm saying? Just like I did with this one. Mm-hmm. Well, um, speaking of dragons, did you guys see that they released a stat block for the uh, Sapphire Dragon? Yes, and I bought it. Did you buy the dice? No. Are Wait. you freaking kidding me? Think I'm I, rich? Yeah. As much as you spend on Jordan Force, yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's make this clear. I am not rich. Okay. Live on stream. Not rich. <laughs> Hashtag not the rich life. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, so, I just did my taxes. I know I'm not rich. <laughs> I don't know how that is. But no, like, okay. So th- that set of dice, $300 for that set of dice. Hey, no. I commented on that dice as soon as it came out and they put a video out. And I was like one of the almost not the first person to comment, but I was the first negative comment that said, "This is a ridiculous purchase. You can spend so much. You can spend this two hundred and fifty or whatever how many dollars it is on something else. Yeah, and it's more D and D related. And I got a whole bunch of hits on it, going, "Amen," you know, and thumbs up. Mm-hmm. It's a, um, it's a stupidest set of dice. I'll spend fifty dollars on a knife and rob the person who just bought those dice. Yeah. Well, like, uh, Clover did a video <laughs> on them, and he said the same thing. I'm like, you know, it's kind of hard to – and I made a comment. I'm like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Is that is that Sapphire guaranteed for life? Like, if it falls out, oh, do you have to sit – are they going to replace it? Yeah. You know? In the dice? I, to be, and it, I, didn't, I wasn't really rude. I was going to say I don't even like them. I mean, I didn't say that, but – no. That was like I don't like the sapphire in it. I mean, the dice itself. I don't like how the dice looks. Huh? I don't. I don't like how they look at all. Yeah, I don't like them. They actually had sapphires in them. The, There's a the sapphire in the twenty. Sapphire. In the twenty only. Yep. Yep. So you don't. So you don't even see the twenty. It's just a sapphire. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And the and the, like I said the dice are okay. They're you know they. There's what are they what are they made out of? Are they not aluminum? No, they're made out of like a steel, like a metal. I, I, I thought they were something no, I'm different. Gonna look it up. Let me look it up. Yeah, look it up while you're on here. But I think they were something like aluminum. And to be honest with you, they don't look anything better than a regular metal dice. They look nice. There's a lot of them out there. You can get them for twenty five to forty five dollars, depending. Okay. Yeah. I think I've got there. a couple in my cart for thirty. You know what? I'm gonna do a screen share here. Let's see. Metal dice. I don't. I might have no. I don't have. I a I, I like them. Okay. 
Oh, you know what? Let's do this. Right. Yep. Right here. Let's share a screen with at least two monitors. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, let's go with this one. Okay. So if you guys can see it right here. Hold up. It's, uh, let's see. Wow, on eBay, they're going for $575 on eBay. Mm -mm. Hell no. That is ridiculous. It's a, it's a rich person's toy, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's seriously, a Dwarven Forge, it'll hold its value. I mean, those dice might to other rich people, but that's, that's just a... That 20-sided will, because a sapphire will always hold value, but it's only going to hold value to someone who wants a sapphire in a fucking... D20. That's right. I mean, it's it's yeah. a rich person's... Yeah, that's a, that's a splurge. Uh, Anodized luxury aluminum dice. They're aluminum dice. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, that's because aluminum probably, if you're going to ever roll that shit, it would probably bounce better than like steel or, you know what I'm saying? Like steel will eventually rust and oxidize and aluminum, you just got to keep them. Clean. I have a set of brass dice, right? Brass, brass balls. Yeah, I got some big brass balls if you ask me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh shit! No, but okay. So my brass dice I have out. I bought at my at my comic con. Hashtag not for kids. Yeah, hashtag not for kids. Maybe I can edit that part out after the stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it in the title. Use the title hashtag not for kids. <laughs> but he wants it for kids though. <laughs> no. No. But um. But so, like, they're a little dirty and stuff, you know, from handling them stuff from the oil, and they got it darker. You, you got know. dirty balls? No. Oh, we're, ta I thought we're talking about your brass. Okay. Never yeah, mind. we're talking about my brass dice. You want to see my brass dice? <laughs> no. <laughs> you say no? I said no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, don't but, whip yeah. anything out. <laughs> How about this? A wrench. <laughs> oh, she threw a wrench into it. <laughs> I literally threw a wrench into it. But uh, no, I like, I really spent, I think the most I've ever spent on dice was on that set. And it was just a set of seven, $40. And that's when I first got into D&D. &D. I'm like, I want, a, I want a metal set of dice. I don't care what kind. And I wanted something that looked old and antique. So that's why I bought those. Well, I'll tell you what, I've, I've got a couple different sets of metal. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm actually eyeballing uh, another set it's a complete set, so you got your four D6s mm -hmm. and two sets of 20s, and um, they're 30 bucks. Uh, made by Forge, I think Forge Dice or something. Dude, 30 bucks, and they're... I did a review on them, a non-sponsored review. I bought a set of dice when, is it the uh, Battlesteel Blue? Uh, they got all kinds of colors, yeah. I don't know. I was going with their, I've got... I think I've got their chromes and I've mm -hmm. got some golds, but I'm looking yeah. at these uh, black ones that are um, got gold inserts. But that's the that's these are my forge dice. I bought these. These are my. He's got us on mini cam. I can't see them. Oh, hang on. Let me stop sharing. <laughs> There we go. Better. This is my um. Cthulhu. Oh yeah. Glow in the dark Cthulhu six sided. Oh, that's nice. I keep it to make decisions, you know, right by the computer. Um, but I had a whole set of polyhedrons with this on there, and I was like, this was like 
16 bucks and i was like that's a lot for a set of dice you know what i'm saying so yeah i'm stingy when it comes to dice because i'm like no i'm gonna lose those you're gonna get messed up or someone's gonna well you're 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 stingy with your um dice uh trays too <laughs> me or him how many you need <laughs> one for each player this motherfucker. <laughs> you only need one dice roller tray and one fucking set of dice. <laughs> hey, man. What if I was We roll the same damn dice. Okay. The only time I never, I mean, like when I play, when I run D&D, each player, they have to have their own dice. And I swear to God, it's like a, it's a thing, an unwritten thing. It doesn't matter what group I go to, whether they know each other or not, they all have this fucking, uh, what is it called? Like a, superstition about if you touch their dice they're gonna get bad rolls or some shit you know what Please. i mean it's like come on dude like, you know in wargaming in anything wargaming mostly in dungeons and dragons but definitely yeah it's it's no matter what medium you're playing it's like don't touch my dice you're gonna miss i, like, I wonder if it's that or if they don't want people stealing their dice it's probably i want you losing my dice it's a little bit of both i'm sure but I swear, people are paranoid. It's like, oh, ever since you rolled my dice, I don't, I get crappy rolls now. I'm like, nah, you just suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joke, right? You just don't go to Vegas, dude. Yeah. Like, you're terrible. <laughs> here's the set. You... Here's the full set, Cujo, that I bought. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a full set. So, guess how much I paid for it? Five dollars. Is that plastic? Nope, these are the metal. The battle's uh, still blue. That's not the forty dollar ones, right? Oh no, those are forty dollar ones, but I didn't pay forty dollars. Oh. Free? Paid, no, I paid. Let's see. They well, I didn't know it. if you got those who were sponsored. Nope. I wasn't a sponsor video. I paid, I got them when they was half off. Because, oh, shit. Because they do this Dice of the Month Club. Uh, Dice, not club, but Dice of the Month promotion. I'm like, ah, I can't, I, because I've seen these. I'm like, I really like these, but I'm going to wait. As soon no, as they was, went 50% off, I'm like, I'm getting them. So I paid like, $17 for this set. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Then here's my uh, first set of metal dice. What the fuck do you need metal dice for, bro? Why not have them? I, I like them. I like, I like the weight. Like well, these I do too. I'm going to come to your what, house. I'm going to have a bunch of magnets in my fucking lap. <laughs> what, once, once, I, uh, once you have a set, it's like, oh my gosh, I want metal yeah. dice for everything. <laughs> but you, got, you, know, you have to have a tray. You can't be rolling it on your kitchen table. Nope. You're going to tear it up. Hey, Kuzo, you got one of these? No, you Why happy? Not? You happy? No, <laughs> I've got something Cujo don't have. I got something Cujo don't have. <laughs> I don't you have got, my magic hat. You guys rock the bullet dice though. Who are you talking to? Uh, I'm talking to Cujo and Zero. Yeah, I don't have the bullets. I do have wizard dice though. Wizard I don't have wizard dice. What's that? They're all like polyhedrals. They're all like, they almost look like they're all Jewish um, spin tops. <laughs> I fucking hate those dice. I know they suck real bad. <laughs> you give it to somebody you don't like at your table. No, there you can no. use these. <laughs> no, I swear to God, those are a dungeon master's fucking bane, dude. Like my players, I had a couple players come. I got some new dice, got some new dice. This motherfucker would roll like he was in Vegas, and that dice would just disappear. It would literally roll off the fucking table and disappear. And I'm like, dude, you're pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, that they're not good. Mm -mm. Everybody that says, "Cool, I'm gonna try these," they end up like putting them down and saying, oh, I don't want these. Yep. They don't take too long. They can't. It's hard to read. You're grabbing the wrong one. Yep. Because they all look kind of the similar. They all look the same. They just have different cuts. And yeah, you start it's looking like, at 
Yeah, you start looking at how many like how many sides does this have on it? Yep. You know, it takes so much more time. I had a wizard that was in one of my groups, and he was like, oh, I'm going to try these. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I already knew. I'm like, it won't last long. Oh, great, my daughter's night. Good luck, fucker. Now she's crying because I won't let her be on the live stream. Well, you're supposed to be watching Critical Role. <laughs> no, I, I watch it on Mondays. Yeah, I caught up on Monday as well. I'm, I was working last uh, last week. I don't watch Which it. I have to work tomorrow morning, so really I would have just not watched it today anyway because I got to go to bed at some point. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to get caught up in uh, my World of Warcraft stuff. What? You still play that? Yeah. I'm, I've been playing for the past eight, nine years. I should tell you something. I don't know. I never got into it. I tried it. just I couldn't get into it. Hey, Cujo, you got one of these? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> No. Yes. You know what else Kujo doesn't have? A wife. You wanna you wanna throw that in his face too? Yeah. No. <laughs> Why did you think he has so much money to spend on the Dory Forge? Because he doesn't have a wife. Well, he's still got kids though. Yeah. I mean he just that's his passion. You guys hey. you give him a lot of shit, but look. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm yeah. jealous of the guy oh. I'm like, golly. You imagine if he smoked crack then we wouldn't even be talking. He would him. have no teeth. He wouldn't <laughs> We'd, we'd, his camera would just be him running back and forth. <laughs> Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. Yeah. I'm an actual crackhead, man. <laughs> no, but uh, back on the dice part, I would forge dice. I I got to hit them up, see when, if I can go out to their uh, area. Or, because they're based out of Independence, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And they're like an hour away from my house. Yeah. I was ta- before I even started the channel. I was talking to them and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, maybe you guys can, uh, you and some of your uh, friends can come out. You know, we'll play a key game, give you guys some nice swag and stuff too." I would like, like to that'd be see, cool. I would like to go see the Reaper Factory, even though it's like a little garage. I'd like, to, <laughs> I'd like to go see it and see how. <laughs> I, mean, I saw a behind the scenes of how they kind of do the molds for the bones and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's uh-huh. pretty cool. You know how they pour the that plasticky resin stuff in. That's pretty cool. I was like, I'd like to see that because they're small. You know what I'm saying? They're like a small startup company and they, they've done pretty good for themselves, you know, over the years. How oh, long yeah. have they been around? I don't know, man. For a Shoot long Reaper? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how long have they been doing like bones material or how long they've been? Uh, just in general, they've, they've been around a really long time. Like they, they, yeah. they go to miniature company for fucking Dungeons and Dragons. You know what I'm saying? Like before Wizards of the Coast got smart and was like, oh, let's make our own figures, you know, <laughs> instead of having everybody else do them. You know? Man, I can remember those days. Well, Dude, how about their uh, Wizards Dungeon Tile set now? Who's that they're going to have? WizKids, uh, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to talk about with you because um, you're a 3D printer mm-hmm. guy. And um, <laughs> no... And this is honestly good good for you because if you can make tiles, once that set comes out, I don't know if it's going to be worth your while to get like one set so you can kind of take a look at it, see how it goes together, see if you like it um, you know, versus the price point. But also then making terrain, because it's still going to be on a, on a more of a plastic side. It's not going to be Dwarven Forge. Yeah. And may, maybe making some of your terrain to work on that. that. You know, 
And then, you know, when they have future sets and little things, it's like, well, maybe you don't want to print all that off. Maybe you want to get a couple of their pieces that all work together. Those tree um, bases. And it should be more affordable, too. That, that tr Those tree bases would be awesome to do prints of, you know what I mean? Because that's something, like you said in your video, that's something that can be quintessentially used in any type of war game. Yeah. Tree is everywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, saying, so. let me see here. Um, like, here it is. Is You can pre-order it. The Warlock Tiles starter set. Uh, you can pre-order. It comes out. And what's nice about it, let's see what order it comes with. Well, there's a couple sets. Yeah. There's uh, the starter set and there's the uh, $100 set. Did you guys have challenges in my school tomorrow? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we all get to sleep in. I'm gonna sleep in. Yes. <laughs> uh, dude, I did that today and yesterday and the day before. I love you, honey. Love you. The wifey. Yeah, you always get to sleep in. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> you change that subject quick. Let's uh, talk about sleep. Let's talk about sleeping in and how much <laughs> I can get to do it. <laughs> Uh, so it comes out in May of 2020. You know what? Let's do. Let's do another screen share. Oh, where is it? Right here. Okay. Share. 2020. So it comes out in 2020. You get 13 two by two uh, dual side tiles, eight two inch straight stone walls, eight two two inch straight stone interior walls, eight corner pillars. Four inside cornerstone walls, four outside cornerstone walls, two one-inch exterior wall doors, 16 stone edge caps, 45 warlock clips, dragon lock adapter clips, and open lock adapter clips. You get 16 of each. Mm. That is for that's for 50 bucks. So that's like what a, a tavern, basically. Yeah, that's what what's cool with that though. Um, is it's double sided, so like mm -hmm. the tiles that you're printing you know, are just a single sided. So you're going to be able to get a chance to look at those and play around with that and see if you can, if you can find something that you can build that you can start printing that goes along with those. Um, you know, it'll make it even more versatile and uh, you know, and and, those, and it's it's still relatively inexpensive. You know, fifty bucks for a, a huge. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not worth it. Maybe you can do a video on it. You know. I don't know. I, I'm thinking about saving up the money and get buying the starter set and doing a, a review on it. Why not? Yeah, that'll. I don't know. This the event the advanced starter set looks good too. Do it. So Everybody's going to be interested in it. I mean, do there's going to be a lot of people out there. that are going to like. Hey, what's so? Quick. Should I get that? Yo, do it so I don't have to. Yeah, okay. I'll start saving money. It'll do it because I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Let's compare this to Dwarven Forge. No. No. Dwarven Forge sets the um the bar. Yeah, Dwarven Forge sets the bars. But this, I got, I don't know for as as cheap as this is. You know, there's a special on Netflix for that, right? <laughs> What's that? It's called Dwarvenot. If you look at it, it's about the guy who created Dwarven Forge and how. Oh yeah, yeah. I read something. Yeah, it's a pretty good uh, documentary. Stephen, uh, Stephen Picorni. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and how he's like. Yeah, me and him chat on Facebook. 
He's still, uh, he's still he's made millions. Yeah, he's 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 pretty awesome. He, he he responds to you when you talk on Facebook um, on his uh his page. Yeah, he'll he'll directly talk with you. Nice. So the Warlock Tiles Advanced Starter Set comes with twenty three two by twos, four four by fours. Wow. Two two by. If you get the starter set, like the base set, you that's can, what, <clears throat> you can go from there. Yeah, I might. I might try to save up for the hundred dollar one. Because I have right now, I have forty dollars in Amazon gift cards. Don't be crazy now. What's that? I said, don't get crazy now. Yeah, don't get crazy. Get, don't get walleye. Okay, <laughs> get walleye. And be like, I want to buy it all. You know what? I'm gonna save up. And I'm gonna get the hundred dollar one. Well, they do have um, like accessory packs too. Do you see that? No. Where Where are you looking at Amazon? No, I'm no, but I'm going to look at Amazon. Because um, I was looking at um, is it what is it called? Let me see. I'll look it up. Because you're gonna, if I tell you this, you're gonna know my secrets. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We already know your secret. But we're not live, so. Yeah, hurt. we are. <laughs> Nobody's watching. No one's well. watching. Yeah, it's a lot of people. I guess some people watch the. Uh, well, zero's hobbies. Zero. Well, I'm hobbies. on it right now. Matter of fact, zero's hobbies. Um, say hello. GTS, uh, GTS distribution. Okay, you go straight through the distributor. I I can't buy from them, but I can see uh, what's coming out way ahead of time. You know, if you want to buy from them, it's not it's not hard. I, I can tell you how to do it. Really? Uh, you you buy from them? You can. I don't have the money to, but you can. It'll cost <laughs> you. It'll cost you three grand initially. Okay. <laughs> I'm, you think I've got the money too? No, listen, and God, and Here, hear me out. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna start a, an LLC, Zero's Hobbies. There you go. Listen, and then what I'll... you do is you're you're buying basically a um. Fuck, what is it called? You're buying a number, okay? You get it. You pay for that. You pay that three grand. It's it's a license. It's a small business license. You get that number, and now you're considered a retailer. So you can buy everything from straight through distributors at at their cost. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. It's easy, but you just got to have that three grand to throw down for the license. You can call it whatever you want. You know what I mean? You can. It, it's 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 your LLC, whatever. Yeah, a buddy of mine did that just so he could get discounts on minis. That's crazy. No, nope. but it's legal. Okay, so I'm looking at some of the stuff on here. There we go. For the hundred dollars to get the digital tiles, one. You gotta turn that off. Yeah, that's well, that's one of my players. <laughs> Stop bothering you. Or to go uh, into live chat so he can talk to you via live <laughs> chat. That would be the polite thing to do. Oh, I'm going to be like, tell him, bro, I'm live. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Bye. Just saying. Yeah. Rude ass. <laughs> I don't even know him. He's going to be like, I hate zero. I hate zero. Talk to me. <laughs> Actually, he used to be my boss. Oh. Well, not anymore. See, so he's used to you responding like that. That's the thing, right? Uh, the funny thing is, I called him an a-hole to his face one day. 
Now he's, now, he's, now he's blowing you up because he's listening yeah. to the live stream. Yeah, so he's going to be a, a dickbag and blow you up while you're live. He knows what's going on. He's doing it on purpose. <laughs> he's a bag of dicks right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see. But uh, let's see here. $99 to get that. What's this? The Village in Town. Town and Village for seventy nine dollars. See, he's getting walleye. <laughs> Stop before you get go too far, my dude. Wait, that looks like that looks, looks good, like the it? set. The starter set. Oh, the only thing the difference is you get dungeon walls with this. You don't. And the Dungeon Town says you don't. You get. He's all in now. Yeah, he's in. That's it. You lost him now. No. I'm going to have more dungeons than Cujo has. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to have more dungeons than Cujo's. Yeah, yeah. man. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, right. So I it's got me on d on the cheap. I've got more on the way. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Cujo well, I mean, I've got another Kickstarter that I backed that I'm waiting for. Cute. Like, oh, you just getting started in dungeons? That's cute. Take <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean. Oh, hey, hey, have you you haven't seen? Uh, well, maybe you've seen the pictures of it, but uh, that that lava Kickstarter that's coming out. Um, yeah, dude, I've seen it. They've once. they've got, I think they're eight by eight LED panels. Yeah. And you have to link them together, and you make basically a tabletop of LED lights. Yep. Like it's like a big, like your whole table is just a light. <laughs> And then That's you set these tiles on it, and everything just glows up through it. That is so cool, dude. It's I so saw, cool, man. If you if you go to their website or their YouTube channel, they, they featured a little bit of it. I was like, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, these guys are going ballistic. Once they were able to do that clear plastic, that was yep. it. Like, yep. Let's put fucking lights and everything. Yes, I mean they're going to the wildlands next, so I'm I'm hoping that they're going to connect to this forest and uh, be able to. Get some hilly terrain and some stuff that'll go out. It's going to be outside if it's called yeah. Wildlands. Okay. So That's cool. I'm excited. I'm just yeah. wanting them to wait a little bit. I got to <laughs> I gotta still pay off some of this stuff. I'm still making payments. <laughs> He's taking out loans so he can Damn, get bro. more stuff. Well, no, I'm just charging it. <laughs> pay it, charge it, pay it, charge it, pay it. I know. Uh, well, you know, it was a big. St- well, you don't know this. You're not on the inside with the the whole Dwarven Forge team. But all the guys that are on the Kickstarters are we're all we we and I mean me too are complaining to them like because they followed up that hell Kickstarter too fast. Um, literally, it was like two months. Yeah, I noticed and all, that. And all of us that backed the Caverns Deep, and if they went heavy, if they went balls deep in it, like I did. Um. They spent a lot of money, and if you charged it or whatever, you had to cash however you did it. And then two months later, they say, hey, check out this cool lava stuff. And you're like, uh, I need that too. I don't know how, how am I supposed to come up with that money. Now I just I haven't got a chance to even pay this off. And uh, so the backers spoke up, and they said, hey, we hear you. And the next one, it's going to be a while. Don't worry. We're not going to slam you with another one anytime soon. Well, that's great. We know we know you guys need to take some time to get some money up. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's our only complaint is don't keep putting these out because 
we got an addiction problem. <laughs> yeah, it's not drugs neither, kids. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Well, the other problem is, it's not hey, only it, that. It's the fact that some of these guys, like myself, are going to go, I don't have the money this time. And, and you're not, not going to get a, as big a back. You're right. not going to get as the, – the amount is not going to be as high. Because right. a lot of guys, the rich guys that have you know, money to just sling, yeah, they're going to have it. But the non-rich guys like me, hint, hint, not like, are not going to have the money, and they're going to be sad. Ladies, don't let him fool you, okay? Yeah. But Okay, so how did you get into the train? Who? Who, me? No, the other guy. What? Okay, I'm lost. <laughs> no. What's up, Zero? What's okay. Name? So, Heroes Quest. We all played that? Yes? yes? No? Yeah, I know no. Zero did. User? Heroes Quest was like a Milton Bradley game no. that you set the board out. It was a game board. like a, You uh-huh. just fold it out, just like any other like Monopoly. And then it came with, I still have some of the pieces where you have doors and you've got um, bookshelves. bookshelves and cabinets and torture chambers and you had little tiny terrain and little, like, it's very, very simple little standees. Yep. And then, so that's where it started when I started playing and I'm getting everybody involved in the family because it's easy to play and quick and fun. And then I got into Warhammer Quest and that started putting out the tiles like a hallway, and then you clipped a door on, a plastic door, like you 3D printed a door, and it would clip onto this cardboard floor, and you didn't know what kind of floor you were going to get into. You didn't know what kind of what was beyond that door because you didn't clip it in yet. So it could be a room. It could be another hallway. It could be a T-section, and it kept expanding over time. And, you know, there was very little furniture in that one, not too much. So I yeah. used a lot of HeroQuest stuff. Yeah, it was all but, minis, and, uh, minis and doors. Yep, and then um, after that, I think it was like phasing out of using those kind of tiles, and that's when I started getting in. I bought like a first set of Dwarven Forge, and then I just started using that. And uh, but like I said, I didn't go totally crazy. I just bought a couple sets for a couple few hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks for maybe one set, another couple few hundred bucks for another set, and then that was about it. I bought the cavern set, the, the basic cavern. I couldn't make. The caverns that I can make right now, I I, I couldn't make it back yeah. then. I can make a standard big cavern, and everything would be similar. Um, and now I can make something super unique and crazy and multi-leveled, and you know all the water and negative space and all this kind of crazy stuff. It, it was not like that back then. So even when I ran Fandelver. Uh, not too long ago, this before I got caverns deep in, I was still pretty much dealing with a lot of my old pieces that I have. I was still trying to get crazy and stacking. I was stacking my train real high and trying to, you know, make the best I could with what I had, and yeah. uh, it, it worked out pretty good, I think. You know, but if, if I could do it now and go back, it'd be epic. Right now, it'd be totally different. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a. You're talking to a guy like myself that's been involved in this and hobbying and collecting for a long time so i still have a lot of old stuff to fall back on i have a lot more income now so now um 
Well, you have more disposable income. I have a lot more disposable income, and I'm also making a lot more money than I ever have. Oh, okay. um, I'm not fortunate. Like, you know, there's some kids at my work. Uh, they're 20, 22, mm-hmm. and they just started at where I work, and they're going to be making, I, I mean, a ton of money. I mean, within a few years, there'll be, with, with overtime, they're making almost 100 grand a year, and it's like, you are so friggin' lucky to be that young yeah, to make that i mean work. it took me years i was at like 17 something an hour for 12 years at one job you know back in michigan and you know i came down here and got about a 20 an hour on a, a dollar job i got up to a 24 25 somewhere and you know, here i'm at i'm in my 30 you know 38 range and by the time i hit you know got into this place where i'm at now you know i'm up to like 31 dollars an hour and I'm, i've got overtime and bonuses and Wow. And and on top of that, my kids are grown, and you know, yeah. so I'm in a whole different situation. But yeah, um, there's a lot of fortunate kids out there that just stumble right into a great job, and I, I was not one of them. Yeah, and I know the feeling. Same here. School. Never give up on getting a better job, though. Yeah, you may have to change career paths. You should always be keep home. keep your ears eyes open. <clears throat> yeah. Well, like I had a like the field I'm in, I love, you know, I love it. I had a job interview at another place, kind of in the field, but it was more like therapeutic or whatever. And I didn't get it, but somebody from my job got the position with this company. I'm like, oh, and a friend of mine that I work with, he goes, well, it just, you know, it wasn't time. Just keep your head up yep. high. Just, do, just keep on doing what you're doing. That's right. Yeah, I'm like, it, it, yeah. if you want, I mean, it's real hard to, uh, this topic. You know, you want to um, tell someone to to enjoy what you do, yep. but you need to keep a focus on bettering yourself too, if you can. Yep. Yeah. Um, you want to try to make the most money you can in the thing that you do that you like, and you enjoy, and that's the ultimate goal. Um, but a lot of people, I'd probably say a high percentage of people. Don't do what they like. They no. go to work because of the money. Yeah. And well, they become complacent and you know, yeah. it's uh, commonplace and it's like an autopilot. You know, they just go into autopilot mode and yeah, every day up at five, home by four, sit five. You know what I mean? They punch it. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing every day. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's just, I, I love what I do. Every day, so every day that I work is a challenge. And it's it's nice. I kind of wish the pay was a little bit better, but you know it is what it is. Your I get by. I I can support my family and stuff. Your day will come. Yep. Just keep at it, man. So yeah. So what do you guys? Okay. So best starter set. Four. So far for D and D, which one do you think is the best one? I mean, there's only two, right? No. Well, if you if you add them all together, it's four. You got. Vanderland. Oh yeah, you got the Stranger Things. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah that's basically Stranger Things is like a one, basically a one shot. Well, I mean, it's it's designed to get you started. That's yeah. I mean, that's what it's designed to do. It does, you know, yep. I mean? and it caters to that market. You know what I'm saying? So you know, tweens, uh, just getting started. You know that, that it, it does what it's supposed to do. I mean, the shit sold like crazy when it came out. So oh yeah, you can't say it's too bad considering. The, the no, but out, out of all no. of them, that's 
probably the least likely one I would recommend. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, the essential kit, I have. That's probably the number one I would have to recommend because all the stuff that comes with it. Well, we did. Me and Zero just had this discussion. Yeah, I would say, and uh, I agree with that statement. And I would almost say, if I knew a, a DM was uh, experienced and he's played before, but he's still gonna, you know, jump into it, or maybe he's jumping up into a new, a new edition, then yeah, that essentials kit's gonna be well. If he's already got a DM screen, he's got dice, got, I don't know. What I mean, what else does it have in it besides the DM screen that is it's awesome? Got, it's got. Um, hold up, I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, I know it's got the dice, but the other one's got dice. I'll tell you right now. I know it's got a DM screen. The other one. Yeah, it doesn't. has a DM screen and stuff. I think I think my my player's watching it. Hey Trey, if you're watching the stream, say hi. <laughs> So you got the, the full set of dice. You've got a full with extra yeah. dice and stuff, which I like. I like that. And I like the clear dice um, because they roll better. So you've got the adventure book, which is actually pretty thick. You know, and this the ice peak with the white dragon. So that's yeah. good. You've got this thing. I want to say this is to either hold cards or to roll. Yeah, yeah you, fold, you fold that open. Yeah, you want me to go get mine to show you how it is? No, yeah, that's the yeah. that's to hold your uh, cards. Okay. And yeah, you, that's holding your cards. You get all a your um ton of cards. Yeah, spell cards. You get ability cards. You get um, you know, initiative cards, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is you don't need it. None of this stuff is necessary, but it actually makes the game go by. It helps out. Yeah, it helps. It helps the GM. But I'm gonna. But I'm gonna tell you what. Like if I had to, if I had to buy somebody the three core rule books and one kit, I think I'm gonna go with the Fandelver kit. That's because the adventure uh-huh. is the best. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the best made out of everything right now. It's the not well- even just starter kits. Yeah, it's the well. I like played adventure too. I like the sidekicks that they give you in the essentials kit. I think that's yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Campaign map or just a background. Oh. <laughs> That's the background. You get your dungeon master screen, and then you get your blank character sheets. So this this is actually a here's the deal, right? Like these things are like fifteen bucks. Yeah, son, you get both of them. You could get both of them for thirty dollars, which initially they were both twenty dollars a piece. You could get them both for thirty dollars, and that's the perfect starter set. If you have these sets, that's the perfect starter set, in my opinion. Because you get one that caters to helping the players get started, and the other yeah. one caters to helping the GM get started on his journey. Because you guys know, as a DM, you're doing different things. Mm-hmm. Not, and the kit is perfect for that one. Yeah, you're not just reading the player's handbook, you know, like everybody else. You've yeah. got a lot of other things to prepare and, and, and deal with, and this this kit really helps you do that. You know, so like I said, one is for the players, one is for the DM. You know, yeah. and like. Like in the Rick and Morty set, I'm not gonna like the Rick and Morty set. It's good if you just want to have a good old time. If you don't care about the rules and stuff, if you want to play D and D and just have fun, just nonsense fun. I have not got that one. I like I said, I got the Stranger Things for Christmas, uh-huh. um, but I, I wasn't going to buy it. But my boys, they knew I didn't have it, and they 
they got it for me, which was cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll ever play it, but I mean, uh, the Rick and Morty one. Um, I don't it's have a good that. Read. I was um. I've heard it's a good read. Mine. It's Rick funny. Morty, you know, he's 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 been a he's a big time Rick and Morty fan, but he doesn't play D and D. He doesn't like D and D. He's not a fan of it. You know, I was gonna get it for him, you know, just to kind of like mess with him. No, to help introduce him to D and D through the medium that he likes. Awesome, Kujo. You know, I mean, that's that's what you do. What's that? What is that, Kujo? What is that? It's a, what do you call that, a dryad? Dryad, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, so that's one of those tree monsters or whatever? Yeah. Just uh, getting them primed up, getting them ready to go. That is pretty cool. While we talk. So I have a question. That metal mini that you sent that you sent me? Yeah. Can I just use, like, my spray-on primer that I use on my... Uh, uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what I use on my dungeon tiles, I like 3D print stuff, I can just use that? Yeah, it takes, you know, metal miniatures. I mean, I, it's funny because you don't know what to do with them. Me and, no, me, I and Zero, me and Zero grew up on it. That's all we had. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we have. We don't plastic. What are you talking about? Well, I want cheap plastic. Yeah. Dude, if you, you actually you wanted metal, if someone gave some cheap plastic miniatures, you'd be like, what the hell is this shit? Uh-huh. You know what's funny is um, back in the day, I had all metal minis for, like, my war games and stuff. And, you know... It was like one solid chunk of metal, you know. But as soon as they hit the floor, you know, they were, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They but broke. Then they made plastic, and everybody was like, ah, plastic, it's not going to last, you know. But I, I'll, I'll kill for plastic bottles now because these are so, you know, they they're, they bounce. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, it, it's transitioned. But, yeah, I started with metal pewter miniatures. Got all that lead. Yeah, I just want to get a good base coat down. And, and they okay. made chip. Is he spraying right now? No. I don't know. I actually uh, looking for my phone charger. I got to plug in my phone real fast. Roll stats is Rel Partha. Woo! Hey, Bill. How are you doing, sir? Thank you for joining. Yeah, I got some Rel Partha minis. I got a bunch of old Rel Partha minis, man. They're so small compared to all the other ones now. It's like it's hard to use them, but. Yes, like, they are. Pinch, I'll use it. You know what I mean? Like, it's. Mm -hmm. Hey, well, you know this because you're in the Warhammer world. Like, well, more than I am. I'll be um, right back, guys. The 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 Slovenith, how you say it? Sylvaneth. Sylvaneth. Mm -hmm. I know, or with them, and I think when when they came out, um, the uh, the undead army too. What are they called? Night haunts. Night haunts. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were like, "Man, these they're too fragile. They're so the." Plastics got so much fine detail. I think they were all complaining because they're having to ship them back and forth to, you know, games. Because you know, you go to the hobby stores, you got to travel with them. And they were like complaining, like they didn't like the new models and the new sets. So this guy is one of the new Night Hunt guys, you know. Yeah. He's got this long glaive, and it's it is ah. it does flex, you know. But I mean, it's it's just so thin and so light. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the banshee. You know what I mean? Like the, the banshees. You know, oh yeah, I want to give me some banshees. I don't, I don't recommend doing that. I'm just saying, like, if you drop them, it's they're not gonna take. No thanks for stopping in. Because they don't have a lot of weight to them, so they don't create a lot of inertia when they drop. You know, whereas like a pewter miniature, it's got a lot of weight. So as soon as it tips, it's gonna go. You know, and it's. Well, I, I think the biggest complaint I heard was that the community 
wasn't happy with all these new models they had coming out because they were so thin. There's a lot of detail, yeah, but they were so thin here and there that they liked the older, more robust plastic that for at least shipping purposes. Like sure. I've got, um, I forget how many it holds, but I've got one of those um, army army cases, uh, figure cases. Cases, yeah. I can't, I can't remember how much it holds, but I only have where it holds a regiment. You know, like it doesn't I have it doesn't yeah. hold anything big. And uh, the cubicles are only so big in them. And I know if you got like long spears and you've got all these mm-hmm. jaggedy, pointy things sticking out, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be more difficult to get them all in there. And I, I did mean, a, I, on my channel, there's a video. There's actually two. I actually bought this case uh, from Amazon. Actually, um, it's like forty-five dollars. It's cardboard the outside, but the inside's foam, and it has three tiers. And it's designed for guys with um, 32 millimeter bases, right? Because, and 40. So, like, you can get, like, all the new Space Marine models. Originally, everything was on a 25 mil base, these little guys right here, you know. Uh-huh. Now, a lot of Warhammer models are going to 32 mil because that's the, the more uh, practical scale, right? Like, 32 millimeter scale, you know. And then. Yeah, that's the part I don't like. You got, like, Terminators and bigger guys on 40 mil bases. So a lot of times the old cases, they were just made for 25 mil. So you could barely get guys in there or they'd be, you know, you'd squeeze them in. And then if you, you dropped your case, they'd snap parts and stuff like that. Snapping miniatures or breaking miniatures inside cases has been an ongoing thing since miniatures and cases were designed. Like uh. there's just no, unless like there's a company out there, I think it's called Battle Foam. You can actually get custom foam cut to your miniature. Right, so like if you have... Is that the pluck stuff? No, no, that's that's a different thing. But it's like if you have this vehicle, right, they will custom cut into a foam with this shape so that you can lay that in there and it won't jostle about yeah. move or nothing. But right. you're talking a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Like we're talking... But a lot of guys spend a lot of money on their models so they don't want them to break. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. It's, that's, you know, that's par for course, right? Like... If you travel a lot for gaming, like tournaments and stuff like that, you've got to spend the money on the cases. You have to because that's your livelihood, right? Like that's what you're doing with yourself. You know. But if you're just like, like for example, I go to my buddy's house to play because he's got the table space. I'll probably leave my minis there. You know, yeah. For a majority of the time, if I don't have, especially much- if you tend to always game over there anyway. Right. There's no point in me going back and forth. And now, if we both decide, okay, let's go to this store and play at this store, then then that's when it's like, okay, which guys do I want to take? What army? Because which army travels better? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> I, it's 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 the truth, honest truth, man. Yeah. I have models that just don't travel well. Like, I, I have Tyranid army, and I would say 70% of the Tyranid army does not fit in any case at all. You have, yeah. to, you have to make trays for them. and Or, like, what I would do is take bins with popcorn foam and just have all my big guys in there. You know, and that's the best I could do, you know, for those kinds of models. And there's so like there's so many parts sticking off the models and stuff like that and pinchies and, you know, all this other stuff. It's like, damn, how, how are you even going to travel with that? Let me I'll show you. I'm going to show you a model. I'll be right back. Uh, Rose Stats asks, so what do you guys think of Reaper Bone stuff uh, for it. minis? The, Love it. The soft, almost plastic, uh, plastic is cheap and won't snap, but it almost spent. See, I... Zero said he loves it. I've. I can tell you my opinion in a minute. Here, go ahead. I 3D print my minis on my FDM printer. 
So uh, and, and the price for your three three D print mini miniatures is what like pennies. Yeah, it's like penny pennies on a dollar. And it's because I don't know. I find that I find what I want to use for a session. I print it up and I got it next time. Like yeah. I got like two owlbears right now for uh, one of my sessions. I got paint of the future. Um, I also got my Pathfinder pawns too. Yep. So this is so my, if I don't have anything before that, I'll print it up. This was my first Forge World model. This is a Tyranid Hive Tyrant. It's a flyer. Yeah, I was going to say that they didn't have wings, did they? they? Well, this Forge World was the first one to put wings on it. Yep. And then, and then after that, the rules came out and said, okay, you can add wings to a Hive Tyrant, which makes it. <laughs> um, but here he is next to a Space Marine. So, I mean, you can see, like, that is ridiculous. How do you travel with this guy? You know what I'm no. saying? How do you carry this guy? And I'll be honest, this is actually the I've repaired this guy three times. He's been destroyed like three times by accident. I hate I hate repairing models, man. You know, and it's it was almost to the point where I just let it go and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's just yep. but I got it back together. Actually, a buddy of mine got it back together for me. And we actually I magnet I had to pin and magnetize the wings finally because they just kept breaking. So I took it and I pinned it. So now he can travel in this manner. And now he's just a regular hive tyrant. You know, now he's, he's on the ground, but he's just a regular tyrant now. But, you know, the wings, I mean, come on. That's why you paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yep. Um, they, GW finally made a plastic version of it. It's a really nice when I have that one, too. But, you know, traveling with these kinds of models, it was just like, God damn it. <laughs> Even with the D&D models I've seen, like some of the dragons and stuff, looks like it's a pain in the butt. It is, but the thing with the most of the Dungeons & Dragons models is they're made out of that bouncy, rubbery plastic stuff. Uh -huh. And it, it really, you're not going to... I mean, you could break them, but you'd be hard-pressed to do it. Well, I'll you, tell you what. Okay, you guys see my shelf that I keep all my miniatures on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have dropped, just recently, I've like going through trying to pick out something or I, um, or I just bump it or whatever... And I've dropped a Whiz Kids pre-painted plastic cheap miniatures, you know. I dropped one. I, I dropped this one. I had to glue it back. Here, I'll show you. I'll get it on camera. This little guy. Mm. What is that, scorpion? No, it looks it. like a scorpion, but it's called a uh, cave fisher. Fisher. Fisher, okay. I, I dropped that little guy. There's nothing to him. He broke off his base. Just dropping it from like a three foot height. Wow. And I had to glue him back on. So I'm like, that, I mean, and I have had, I've dropped a, a Kraken arm, a Kraken fell off the top, and it, two of them so far I've had to re glue back to the water uh, base. You know what that is, though? That's the, that's not the model. That's the glue that they use to put the model together. It's just cheap glue. You know what uh, I'm saying? I don't know. That's, I think that's, it looks that's like what it. That is. So, Kujo, what's your opinion on Reapers? Yeah, I was gonna get back to that. Good. Um, I have a bunch. Um, I only buy what I like as far as the sculpts go. Um, but as far as the brand, um, and the, or the plastic, I, I'm fine with it. I'm actually uh, he's actually uh, got some uh, some uh, ogres I'm painting up right now from Reaper. So um, I got three of those I'm painting right now. Um, I've got. I didn't back their last Kickstarter, but I did back the one that's currently going on right now. Is that four? Uh, Bones five. Bones five. 
So um, I have been buying some Bones 4 because it's in, coming into stores right now. I, I recently bought that um, Rock. I bought these Ogres. I bought um, that Snake. Um, I bought a, a few other, uh, like this, uh, what you call it, um, Ankylosaurus or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going into Chult, so I wanted to get some dinosaurs. Um but yeah, I've I've backed Bones Five, and I was gonna talk with you guys. I don't know. See, I don't know about shipping. I mean, I'd rather use guys just if you want to get into it, get into it. But if I may be selling some stuff that I don't want, because like I said, I don't like I don't like all of their miniatures personally. Yeah. But you guys might. Somebody else might. Someone else might play a different. You know, that's cool with them. And I I. I'm willing to be willing to sell them on the cheap because I'm getting them on the cheap. If right, you right. get it in the Kickstarter, like there's, there'll be a set. Okay, like for example, there's a they have their main set, which I'm getting the main set, and it costs like I don't know, maybe $175, and there may be 175 miniatures in it. Yeah. Well, I'm hard. getting them for a dollar a miniature. I'm getting some big stuff for a dollar, and I'm getting some little stuff for a dollar. Right. Um, then they have a bunch of like fifty dollars sets, and then they're they're still a, approximately maybe almost fifty miniatures in those sets too. Yeah. But then I'll be hesitant to buy them because I only like five models out of it. Right. Right. Or I maybe I like eight models or ten models, and it's like what or like there's a there's this one that I want to get. Um, it's got a but it's got a demogorgon in it, and it's you know their take on it. And it's pretty big, and I like it. I've already got a Demogorgon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I'm thinking maybe a lot of other people don't. You right. know, absolutely. Um, if I even sold them for five bucks, I mean, well, you I'd know, be, I'd be interested in that. And I could sell them for probably more than that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fifty dollars. So I've got like uh, about four hundred locked in. Um, I'm getting another ship. They have a, a another their their version of a pirate ship. Um, I think it's about a hundred bucks. You need those boats. Yeah, I need another ship. I'm like, no, you two. don't. You got two right now. You got a third one on your way. I like. When that. I have little rowboats too, and I have a dwarven forge boat that's, I have a dwarven forge, dwarven forge boat that has like sections that can get bigger and bigger. You can kind of put it together. Um. Well, hey, come on, man. You got to have oh, at cool. least man. three, four, five ships in your Ship repertoire. Is I mean, you can't have a D&D game without ship combat. Come on. Get out of here, crit. Come on. Know that. Well, maybe it's just because I'm new, new to 5 <laughs> New to D&D total, you know? I've only maybe because you still you haven't really played yet is what it is. No, I have not played. <laughs> I've never played. I've always DM. Never oh, played. Yeah. So, well, get used to it. I mean, I, I told you this before, but once you DM, you hardly ever play again. Yep. Yeah, I haven't played in. Pokemon. I hate that for you. I have not played in years. Man. Well, one of my players is thinking about doing like a. Uh, he bought the Rick and Morty set and stuff, and he wants some of us to make characters for. It. I'm like, there you go. I'm like, can we just use the pregen? He goes, no, let's just make one. I'm like, I got a couple rolled up, sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's like this little group that you know of us that we want to try to maybe play online or something someday. And so ha- hates like. You're DMing, Joe. I'm like, man, even with all these freaking DMs, I still can't freaking <laughs> play a character. <laughs> I know, right? 
my oh, team, so, so uh, is that your stuff that we're looking at and everything? Whenever we go to the D and D Beyond with that character, what's that? On D and D Beyond, like is that like if I go onto my character I made? Yeah, yeah, that's everybody's characters. And that's all your stuff that's linked to the campaign. What do you mean, all the different, all the other characters? Or like all the other books? Oh, all the books. Yeah, I've got everything. Yeah, wow. you can look at. Yeah, you can look at everything. Absolutely. You know what? Have, you guys know it's it's a slim shot. But D&D Beyond live streams on Twitch. Log in, follow them. When they, when they go live, if you happen to be doing nothing, watch their stream. Whether or not you put it in the background. When they say, hey, we're giving, a fr- we're giving away a free uh, legendary bundle, they usually give away a couple a day or a couple every show. Really? I'm trying to win it because I can give it away. I've already got it. That's like a $250, $275 um, bundle and they give them away all the time and they're only there's usually only about a thousand people watching so it's decent odds that's not bad and they give a couple away so you know hey you guys, watch uh, viewers watch the D beyond twitch there you guys go <laughs> uh, stat straight you know Bill, um, i tell you what dean i you know you were talking about books before i think our last mm-hmm. live stream and um, I never really answered the question really good. Like when I when I paid when I overpaid for that um, Volo's Guide to Monsters, I knew that I've already got it on D and D Beyond. Technically, I've got everything on D and D Beyond. I just wanted that limited edition so I can put it on my shelf with all the other limited edition uh, books. And I probably will hardly ever go to it and open it. And since I've had D and D Beyond, and since I've had everything on D and D Beyond. I don't hardly ever go to my books unless I'm going to sit down. I'm going to play tonight or I'm going to be playing tomorrow. I'll get my book out too. I'll have my tablet out. I'll have my phone out and I'm going through doing my notes. And then I always want the book. If I'm running an adventure at the table opened up to a certain section so I can reference that real quick, but I don't need the three books, the three main books. Mm-hmm. I don't need right. those ever. I want my adventure book. And then I want my DM. I got I got every DM screen made from Gale Force Nine, so I've got. I I, I sometimes will have three DM screens, Dang. and I usually will go okay. We're, when we were on the we were when we were at on the ship, we were playing at sea. I'm gonna have the sea one facing me, so I can see the inside. Mm-hmm. And then once we got to land, I said okay, and I flipped and put that one up in front, and I said okay, now we're in Schultz. Now I got the uh, tomb, of tomb of Annihilation sitting in front of me, so I can see all my random encounters and my NPC names and my map and this and that. And, yeah. Um, smart. So I got, uh, I got <laughs> smart. Oh wait. Rosat says once, once a DM, always a DM. It's a blessing and a curse. The only cur- cure is to be a bad DM. Yeah. <laughs> and he also said, uh, he uses it. He uses it the same way. He uses my, or he uses his iPad. And that's all I need. I use D and D Beyond like a lion's den. Yeah, oh, and a lion's den. Yeah, yeah it's that's uh. Too. I don't know. I like- really cool is you're so hesitant as a DM when someone has a question or there's like, oh, what do I do in this situation or who's that, and you think, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to stop play and look it up. Mm-hmm. But then you can, you already got your device out or two, like I do, my phone and my tablet. I can just go. There's a search button. I can search a keyword, boom, boom, and then you can find it. And it's like, wow, that was 
relatively fast actually it took a couple extra seconds it wasn't like i flowed with the, the proper answer right off the, my cuff but it was pretty quick so and everybody feels confident like oh yeah that was straight out of the rules so yep no no buts about that one i don't feel like you josh that rule you know right so like i still haven't used the code for my central kit for the uh, uh player's handbook so just go ahead and spend the $15 to get the digital copy of it? Well, I mean, do you, you don't use D&D Beyond at all right now? No, I'm thinking about using it for the monsters because I'm basically running basic monsters. And they've got Encounter Builder now. I yeah, helped, I, did, uh, I did a video on I that. Helped, I helped Alpha that because if you're mm -hmm. a subscriber um, and you, you pay your monthly dues, you, you get it uh, early Alpha stage so you can kind of test it. But yeah, I can build pre uh, ahead of time. I can you know build up what's going to be in this particular encounter. Put those monsters in there. Mm -hmm. Put down the party size. You know who, what level they are, and then it can kind of tell you, hey, this is going to get deadly. Um, you're putting too many bad guys in here, and uh, you can either tame it down or you can try to alter it and save it. You can make another one, save it, make another one. And, you know, have all these different random encounters already built, and you have it. Then you have them named. So like, hey, when they get to this place, boom, you know, hit that, pulls it up. They're they're actually going to be updating it. They're working on making it better and better all the time. And one of the things I just watched today is they're uh, they're going to get a, a dice roller um, put in, so mm -hmm. that you know the people that are just playing online, you know, they can roll their dice on the on the on D and D Beyond, and the DM can see it. So I can every you know everybody can see your roll. You know, so there's no like, hey, I'm rolling my dice. Hey, what did I get? A 20? <laughs> hey, I got a 20 again. Isn't that crazy? It's a critical. Hey, yeah, it's a critical. Uh, he said the name of this show. Uh, <laughs> funny. Cheap Fourth plug. Ford Wall. And I didn't, even, I didn't even plug it neither. Thanks, Kujo. <laughs> Kujo, the overboard DM. Yeah. Going overboard on that one, ain't we? Well, so you don't have to. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, like on everything, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I was like, I didn't, I did a video on that when uh, I waited a while. I played with it and stuff, and everything. And I, I think I did the video right after I did mine on. Uh, what was it? They're okay with that encounter builder. They're also going to be adding to where making it a lot more flexible where you can add more characters at the split the split second. Yeah. Um, NPCs are able, they're going to be able to keep initiative tracking on the app, which is going to be really cool. Oh yeah. By the way, you've got an app too, right? Did you, D and D beyond has an app, but yeah, unfortunately, just yeah, just for the books, basically. Yeah. They are coming out with character sheets for those. So okay. right now, right now you can't look at your character sheet. Like if you build a character, it's only on the website. Yeah. Well, now you're going to be able to have your characters on your app, which the yeah. app works a lot better, you know, because a lot of times it just it just does. But you don't have your character sheet on there, so nobody really uses it, you know. Yeah. I use it, you know, a little bit, but um, once they get their uh, character sheets on there, uh, it's going to be the app is going to be awesome. So it's going to be like more like donjon on the settings, like. Gonna have your dice roller. Gonna have your um, yep. encounter builder. Eventually, they're gonna have maps to where it's gonna be like a roll twenty, you know, 
That's what they're working toward. They're working towards being an all online exclusive. You that know. would be nice. So you don't have to use a roll twenty and fantasy grounds and all that stuff. That's what they're work slowly working toward. And if they, you know, if they do like what roll twenty does and fantasy ground does, let you in, yeah. bring in your roll, stat, roll stats. Just uh, mentioned that is like they need to develop a virtual tabletop like roll twenty. I said, yeah, that's that's their goal. That's what they've I, said anyway that they want to work toward that. Oh, I didn't even see that one. That's cool. It didn't even pop up. Oh, he's he's watching my live stream. Oh, oh, you're streaming too. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Are you really? No, I'm not. I was just saying, you streaming with one phone. I'm like, wow. I'm on my phone. That's it. <laughs> just got magic. I'm live streaming. I'm, magic. I'm, I'm two channels. He's piggybacking. On Twitch too. <laughs> well, that's the thing with StreamYard. If like, um, honestly, I thought about streaming on Twitch. I've actually changed my name. I, you know, I, I was on. Uh, I've been on Twitch for a while, but I, I never streamed anything. Yeah. But I uh, changed my name currently, so it matches my YouTube. Yeah, that's I what also I did too. I also changed uh, D Live because uh, D Live is actually a better platform uh, for for creators. Mm-hmm. What did you, you, you make more money? Oh, I'm not in for the money. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. If you end up getting a good following, um, you'll start oh. earning money, and Twitch takes a whole lot of it. So yeah, they all do. Oh yeah, and, now they, have, and they have bigger rules. D Live, like they don't give a crap. They say exactly. what you want, do what you want, get uh-huh. paid good. <laughs> That's why I mean, uh, PewDiePie ended up moving over there. You mean Ninja? On Mixer? No, Ninja went to Mixer. Yeah. They just released a character for Ninja on Fortnite. Uh, he just got yeah. his skin. Yep. Yeah. My son just told me today. I was like, um, yeah, I've seen it. That motherfucker must be real. But uh, no, um, what else? All I can say is finally. Probably should have had that a long time ago. Yeah. What is one like the tournament, the world tournament, like? Two times, three times, no, twice, because it's only been around. Yeah, something like that. You think they were going to make D&D competitive again? What do you mean? Like well, okay. Stuff? Yeah, so I guess back in the day when D&D first started, that they had competitive D&D. I don't well, know I mean, how it's done, how it was done. Maybe whoever got through the dungeon the fastest or whatever. But uh, like, Matt Colville said something about it I and how he used to play competitive. Competitive D or how they used to have competitive D back in the eighties, maybe I, I'm not quite for sure, but he mentioned it in one of his videos. Yeah, they actually had to be even player on player, you know. Yeah, they would have to either be player combat too, player or like time attack, like who can get through this module with the least amount of loss or whatever, mm-hmm. and the fastest type stuff. It, it couldn't be like, what would you? I mean, PvP is ridiculous because all it takes is one good guy with math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not directly PvP. I know. I, I don't yeah. think it was that. It's like wizards, but uh, they do have that. What Adventures League, which I don't really. I'm not. I'm not interested at all. It's, I'm fine that it's out there and a lot of people need it and use it, and that's great. Yeah, I was going to say. Know, like I said, I talked. And goes. I talked to Eternal Newbie. He plays online all the time. I've mm-hmm. actually caught a couple of his live streams on his video games and. Just talking with him, and uh, that's where he gets all of his stories is playing online with people. But I don't think he plays it 
I think he does play some adventure league. I don't know if he does still, but I know that there's a, a big community that does that. You know, they, um, you know, you can do it online. You can go into a, a hobby store and they'll have a, you bring your character, you keep developing the same character, but you're playing with different people. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just not about that lifestyle. <laughs> But they uh, and they also can only use two books. You're only yeah, allowed to use like one. a handbook and one other book. Yeah. Well, see, okay. So in my campaign, that's what I allow too right now, because there's like so many out there. And one of my one of my players, he's a power gamer. He's a power player. And well, he, like, he should only be able to play with whatever you have anyway. Yeah, which he does. Which I use the book. Like we only use the books I have. Yeah. And he doesn't have Store Coast Adventures Guide. I'm like, well, I have it. You know, I'll let you look at it and stuff. So, you know, you can look at it. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it was for me to find that book? Really? Yeah. At well, actually, I haven't bought it either. I've got that online. I, I, that's one of the ones I haven't got. Yeah. But, oh, Roll said. Roll Stats is saying that uh, I guess it was developed as a uh, open championship. Yeah, the D&D uh, &D Championship uh, Series was yeah. a yearly D&D &D, uh, Dungeons & Dragons Championship ran at Gen Con prior to t 2008. The event was known as D&D &D Open Championship. I did hear about it, but I mean, uh, I don't really understand it. Cause... Yeah, I was going to say, like, what was it, though? Like, well, how did you with the same characters with the same rules? What's the RPGADM? Mm. <laughs> Bill, so, would you like to join? I can see in the link. <laughs> Let me see if I can. See. I wonder if I can put the link in here. Not in. You probably won't be able to put it in here, or you shouldn't no. put it in there. Yeah, no. I just send it to him privately. Okay, Bill, check your email. Uh, I'm going to send it. I'm going to send you the link in the email. Uh, yeah, I can't stay that long either, so that's good that he's coming. Maybe yeah. he is. Yeah, I'm going to be probably he is here. All right, let me go to my Gmail. I have to work. Oh, I'm off for the next three days. Fuck, bitch. <laughs> hey! I hey, I've been off for the last three days, so I'm going <laughs> back to work. I think i got to work eight days in a row. Oof. Which for me is like double, because I only used to work four days in a row. See, I normally just work four days in a row off three. And, you know. Yeah. See here. And, like, a lot of a lot of the people I work with are like, oh, I can't do 15 hours on on it like that. I'm like, oh, it's worth having. It's worth having that time, having that uh, third day off because I can. I can just chillax and stuff. Let's see here. You chillax? You can't chillax. What do you know about chillax? It's a role-playing game association. Oh, okay. But he's uh, he said sure, so yeah. it looks like he's coming. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm sending it right now. Are you painting, Chris? Nope. I'm painting. Oh, you are. Okay, I hear the bottle shake or the the brush. So you hear that citadel citadel cup washer? Yeah. yeah. Paint washer. Look at this fucking pile of magnets, dudes. 
pile of magnets. All right, Earl, oh, yeah. check your email. I sent you the link. I got <laughs> those little magnet toy thingies where you, you know, you uh, you connect them like squares and triangles and circles and stuff. And make you got all those magnets? Yeah, I took out all the magnets from the things. This is just like 20 of them. Mm. Isn't yeah. the whole bag? I still have a whole bag left that I still have to crack open and take these magnets from. I'll send some my way. What was it from? It's like a, a magnetic kid set. It's like like a square, a triangle, and a pentagon, and a circle. And you Did just... you do a boxing on that? No. <laughs> no, I mean, because why I say that, because I remember watching an unboxing. Yeah. I thought it may, maybe it was hate. He opened something and he it had a bunch hate. of magnets. Yes. yes. They, yeah, they were balls, though, magnetic balls. Yes, that's where I got the idea from. And I was like, holy shit, we used to have them. I thought I gave them away. We were going through a bunch of stuff, and I found them. And I was like, well, here we go. Well, yeah, but doesn't those magnets go for like a pretty penny just yes. by themselves? Yeah, that, that bundle right there will cost you about $30, $40 just for that little bundle of magnets. Yeah. What the fuck, man? What the fuck, Super Blue? Oh, oh, oh. And we have Bill Pro Staff. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Hi ah, there. Thank you for joining, my brother. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Welcome back. Seen you in a while. We're we're talking old school, and then he comes in. Talk some old school D and D. Man, you guys, as soon as you start talking about the RPGA, yeah, I'm in, man. I, I'm so. <laughs> so what was the deal with the RPGA? Yes. What, was, what was the? Explain it to me. Yeah. So so so. That championship is not really PvP. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just working on the video. I'm editing in the background. <laughs> so it, the, the, um, the championship was not PvP. It's really, think of it, it was almost like, uh, so you know how they have the milestone rules now in 5th edition where you, you can gain a level instead of based on experience points, you gain a level based on milestone? Yep. So you got scored. Your team would get scored depending on how many milestones you achieved. So you weren't actually leveling up. But the quicker you got through the module, the more things that you accomplished, um, you know, the more milestones that you accomplished, that's how you would win. So you would, essentially, it would be a team of players, and it would it would happen at conventions, right? Like Gen Con, that sort of thing. Yeah. You go in, you sit down with, you know, with a, a team of players. There's a DM who is basically a part of the RPGA, and there's actually an RPGA referee. And then they would, everyone has to play through... You that's exactly to, that's exactly where I was going. Was like, okay, let me know about this DM. Yeah, you have to use pre-gen character, like pre-generated characters. You can't bring in your own character, like okay. your adventurous okay. league thing. It has to be a pre-gen, so that way everybody's playing the same group of characters. Um, okay, and and whoever makes it through first with the most, you know, in the least amount of time with the least character death and the most uh, and, and the most milestones uh, achieved wins right so it was it, it's actually it's kind of a cool concept what kind of time frame so it they generally around five hours uh it was four to five hours was the limit if you in other words you were done at, at, at you know at five hours sometimes four depending on how really evil it was um <laughs> but it, it, you know it's a good time i i agree with you pvp is just garbage like that's garbage play and there's a lot of groups that want to play pvp and that's just yeah that's just 
man, that's just, I mean, the only thing worse than adversarial players, like, you know, adversarial group play is adversarial DM versus player play. And, and, you know, nobody wants that. So, yeah. I, it's, par, it's par for course. Every game I run, I, that's my first search and destroy is the, the, the player that's looking to, you know, combat other players. Yeah. Like, right. Test. Let me test my build against your build kind of player. I'm like, all right, you got to go. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a it's a funny thing because uh, we're talking about this because on that ship that I was talking about, remember uh, the T Rex thing? Yeah, right. the zombie one. <laughs> okay. Well, I I made up for it. I got a little better. I said, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this better next time. And I had a bunch of cool event uh, events to take place. And one of the things I had that I had built up from the session before was that on the ship the crewmates were they had some arguments and then you over, you know one of them overheard them saying you know you stole some of my stuff and all this kind of thing and then they had big argument big fight the the, the captain settled it down and then that was one day next day here's some other ramblings going on and there's a lot of turmoil with the the crew you know there's like like maybe there's a thief aboard or something's going on and so when they came back on that next session I hit them up with um the crew started turning on hey you new guys here uh, must be you. And they were all like, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. It wasn't us. You could check your pockets. And they're like, and they're like, no, you know, we know we've already, you know, discussed it amongst ourselves. And, you know, they're almost like taking, having a mutiny on these, on, on the, on the player characters. And uh, so basically they were going to, you know, the captain steps up and says, okay, we'll settle it the, the old fashioned way. And they made a big ring in the middle of the main deck. And they said, okay, we're going to, you're going to duke it out. And uh, so we're going to step our, our big guy forward and he's going to, you know, represent the, the crew. And then, you know, you guys, you know, can step forward and fight it out. And like, no one was what, no one wanted to step up. <laughs> it was like, Oh no, 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 no. Um, I was like, oh, come on. You have to come on. You know, let's, let's get this out. You know, it's PVP. It was just one B one B one. And then, you know, and then someone else was getting ready for a spell on the outside. I said, Oh, Oh, are you going to start? Are you, if you're going to start on the outside, guess what? The whole the whole rest of the crew is here, right? So you sure you're gonna do that? So yeah, we had a lot of good time. Uh, what's what's really important with that too is why why it seemed more PvP not mm-hmm. versus an NPC is my two boys were down from uh, from, from their mother's house, so they were standing in as some of the crew because nice. my they were playing they were playing in my other group. Right. They wanted to play so bad, and my other group needed some people. I said, "Hey, cool. They're playing a couple NPCs on the crew, and so they were so they fought against them, and it was kind of funny. Nice. It was, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, you, it didn't yeah. last long. Like you said, it doesn't last too long. I try like, to throw out those players, you know, like just because no matter what you do, inevitably they're going to ruin the campaign. Yeah, I think they're going to they're going to tear it apart, mm-hmm. and they like to call it breaking the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, well. You know, those are the people who don't understand it's not the DM versus the player. Yeah, and I was just going to say that. Those are the people who want to break the game. There are people out there who legitimately get some sort of, like, pleasure out of breaking the game. And I don't get it. Like, you're ruining your own fun. I don't understand. I, I just I don't get mm-hmm. it. I don't get it. So. Or playing with another DM yeah. as a player. Yeah. Like, in my camp, in, like, I had a gauntlet battle going on, you know, and – this one guy was going up against a giant. You know, I dumbed down the stats on the giants and stuff. And as soon as I put the giant out there, he's like, 
are you serious, JD? I'm like, what? He goes, and started naming off the challenge. And I'm like, <laughs> have you tried talking to him or something? You know, right. not every battle has to be won with violence. Right. Yeah. Well, and not like, every encounter has to be balanced. That's okay. You know, going back to sort of the D and D Beyond thing and the encounter, <laughs> and I get it, and it's great, right? But yeah, also, yeah, yeah. but also the the challenge rating in D and D Five E is it's freaking rocket science. I can't figure it out. It doesn't make any sense. And mm-hmm. also, like, it shouldn't. It, encounters don't have to be balanced. Like, I no. they don't. I, you, it. I know it's hard for like some players to understand but you know you can retreat you can run away you don't yeah. have to fight everything you come across you can talk so, it out yeah right right well that, and that and that's a good point when dnd beyond when, and uh when you're using that a counter builder when it's set when it starts getting deadly i know that okay that's a red flag yeah for right. me Right. But yeah. it's like I'm still like I'm still gonna do it. So right. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. That's just like okay, if they decide to go fight a, a physical with everybody, this is not gonna go so well. Right. So I have mm-hmm. to make sure how I role play it. Right. Um. And and they, you know, and I've told them because a lot of my guys are new or my people that I play with are newer, and I and this is another good point you probably want to talk about. Um. The one guy in question, he's new and he's playing a, a turtle, a wizard. Yeah. And I thought that was—I thought that was always a cool idea too. I thought about it myself when I thought of the turtles. I'm like, oh man, a wizard with armor. Yeah. Um, so, so I was all geeked up on it. Well, I didn't really—I didn't really understand which direction he wanted to go with it. But he was obviously like everybody else in D and D that's getting in for the first time. They want to play an evil character. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like. So he when when we got around to like getting into the nitty gritty and he started saying, Well, you know, I'm like evil and this and that and I'm like I said, Okay, you know, I don't have a problem with you know, but I want I want you to determine how evil you want to be because why are you why are you going on an adventure with some other people? Yeah. Why right. do they want why do they want to be with you? Right, right. Yep. And they and he goes, uh uh, like if you're some this bad, evil, wicked person, why are you trying to save the world? Why are you trying to Right, go on these adventures and I do these things. Funny, um, I did it the first time I played Oriental Adventures, and I actually ran Oriental Adventures. I let people play whatever alignment because that's what the book said, right? And I was a brand new GM, so I was like, Yeah, sure, whatever. And the lawful evil character and the neutral evil character killed everybody in the party and basically took off, right? And it was like that's that was par for course, you knew that was going to happen. So, those and, people that always want to play that evil character, though. Yeah. That's the same player that's like, well, my character wouldn't do that, or my character <laughs> would do that, or I'm just playing my alignment. Oh, right. off, yeah. Right? So basically, what wound up happening was I wound up just at this point, like any game I run, I just you can't use an evil alignment. Yeah. Period. That's just it. and it's a well, yeah. Well, because think about it like this, right? Like there are monsters everywhere, but there are more people everywhere. Right. So if you're an evil character, chances are you're gonna get spotted, you're gonna get found out, and you're gonna get killed quick. Yep. Like that's just and I've actually played in campaigns where everybody was allowed to make an evil character of some kind, right? So it was an evil campaign. And just like clockwork, it's like, all right, cool. Everybody, we get to a certain we're doing certain things, we're going through challenges, we're going through dungeons. Everybody was just waiting to get to that 10th level so they could start backstabbing each other. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all it yeah. was. About. Was like, yeah. who, yeah. who's going to stab who first, and who's going to cast the first spell? What's the fun in that? Honestly, there, there, there is none. There, but there's people out there who have that mentality. Like, I'm going to beat you. 
Yeah, and, and see, what happens was what was cool is that you know I didn't have a session zero, so I wasn't there to create the characters with them as far as like mm -hmm. to make sure what direction they wanted to go with them. I knew what they wanted to do, and they told me about it, and I thought I said that was cool. But I didn't tell them they had to pick an alignment. I think that more of alignment is based on when you're starting to get into clerics and paladins and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. you know, in general, I mean, just tell me the kind of person you are. I mean, that's kind of cool. You don't have to like box yourself in but when he said yeah i want to play an evil character that's why i said okay let's let's find out what you're talking about here right and find out okay and then the party's all sitting right there we're at the table and i said tell me you know how bad are you what kind of person are you because why are these people going to want to hang out with you and do things and explain to me what you know he's like well i i guess i don't mean like that i mean because yeah. an evil person is going to see somebody that's getting um uh Attack. raped or whatever you know you have it and it's gonna just mm -hmm. walk the other way right right you don't or, give a shit you might help the guy right whatever you know, or, you know so he's like oh no no i'm i don't, i just want to be kind of like kind of dark and just you know not really you want to be an edgelord yeah right like yeah. <laughs> every player to be, if he wants to be that like sort of aloof i'm i'm a really aloof super cool i can't be bothered hey. guy like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's I, oh, there's always one. There's yeah, right. One. Yeah, and it's the same guy. That's like cleric. How come you're not healing anybody? <laughs> like, Can't you heal me? Right. right. Like, no, I got. I tell you what, he's turned out good after that. I mean, uh -huh. I mean, and, and that didn't get out of control or anything. But I just put it, nipped it in the butt right away, and he's been really good. He's he's not done anything like that would be legitimate evil. He's had and he's had you know stuff stolen from him and all that kind of stuff and he's not like wigging out trying to kill everybody yeah so he's doing Bill, how long have you um uh, dm uh, for since the beginning to be honest with you <laughs> beginning <laughs> of time <laughs> what i'm telling you okay so here's the thing this is what i was it saying. was written in the bible so once you start DMing, you you're not allowed to play anymore because you, you it's okay. And I'm not even saying I'm not claiming to be a good DM, right? Like, but what I'm saying is, if you have a if you are at least a halfway uh, decent DM, your players are never going to let you not be the DM, right? Like, you're always going to be the DM. I, and it's just so. Here's the thing, right? Like, I came into the game like at 12 years old and had to convince everybody else to play. So, guess what? That meant I was the DM, and I've been the DM since the beginning. I jump at the chance to play ever if I can play in a one shot. If I can play in an extended campaign, hell, I jump at it. But those chances are few and far between, man. Once once you choose the role of taking the head seat of becoming the DM, it's a blessing and, a and the only cure for it. I'm telling you, you get bad DM, and then they don't want you anymore. I tell you what, you've got to be a terrible DM. Yeah, right, right, right. So yeah. I didn't step down my game then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I, and I play cheap. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I put a battle mat out. I put that out some 3D printers, and I got markers. Right. I, I draw it out. I actually played a game after DMing for so long. I played in a, a one night game. It's just one night. It right. Wasn't even a one shot because we never finished. Right. And I was sitting at the side of the GM because um, he's just you know he's new. He wanted to get started. Whatever. Whatever. And I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be a good game. I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna just roll stats. That's it. I'm just gonna just. That's all yep. I'm gonna do. Pun is worth that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. You were just gonna roll stats. It's 20, it's critical. <laughs> um, 
got zero chance. <laughs> but this dude, the overboard DM. Like, there was a, there was a discussion about a rule, right? Like one was somebody was playing a Duragar and he was like a samurai, and then right. there's a special book for that. And the GM was like, "Well, I don't know. You got to look at the book." And then and then he looked at me. The DM looked at me like, "Right?" And I was like, "What's up, hey?" I was like, um, "Right, what?" <laughs> bro, I'm just here to roll dice, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly, right, right. Don't you oh, dare man. ask me no DM questions. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love I love DMing, but if I ever get a chance to play, I'm gonna hop on it because I got my I got my sorcerer rolled up. Right. You know. Okay. I sold it. So the time that you ha- were able to play um, in a uh, one shot or whatever, yeah. with all your DM background, like what do you, as I haven't had the opportunity, I can only imagine what I would try to do. It's, so, it's, yeah, what do you, it's really hard to turn it off. You, yeah. you, it, well, not, not even just trying to like, you want to take control of the game, but I mean, no, how not, do you like not like know what's going to go on so you know how to handle it? Well, or what you probably so should do. There's a line. I feel like there's a line between you know playing a character and metagaming, right? Like in metagaming, you're you're obviously you're using player information to benefit your character in the game, right? And I, I always I, I always looking out for that too as a GM, but as a player, you know you do have to just. It's really hard because you're like, okay, you know the tropes, you know the cliches, you know around the corner there's a pit. You know what I'm saying? Like you know all this stuff because you're planning it constantly. Yeah, definitely. You're running this like you ran this modular, right? So, or you know, even if let's say you didn't run the same module, but you know, okay, there's a locked door. He's like, mm, there's probably a trap. You know, and, you know exactly. And you can always hard, tell, but, and this is why I'm saying it's hard to turn it off. You yeah. can always tell when the DM is trying to lead you down a path, right? You can tell when he's trying to railroad you for story, or you can tell when he's trying to set something up. And like, oh, yeah, I said like that three different times. I know, okay, I know what you're doing. And then next, and it's hard to turn it off. And especially if they're inexperienced GMs, yeah, you yeah. know they're like, okay, you can only go this way. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, here we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the train, choo choo. And then, like, I'll just, I'll just look at people. Like, if I know there's a rogue in the group and there's a locked door, I just look at them like, <laughs> exactly, right? Like, you know what you're supposed to do. Come on. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, I find myself like, look. I actually find myself looking at the DM, and I'm like, well, that was, that's an interesting choice. I wouldn't have done that, but like, you know, and you're trying. Oh no. Like, yeah, yeah. So. That, that's another case is like mm, yeah right right hey, i guess we're fighting the red dragon <laughs> what's up hate what's up brother yeah is he working are you working hate yeah i think he, he is ggd i can never join your live stream because i'm working <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll do it from the car later yeah he does <laughs> but uh god it's like what else? So nobody else is building a fucking dice tower. I'm 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 not talented. It doesn't matter. There's there's YouTube channels that'll tell you how to do it. I have a Yeti. Does that count? No. <laughs> no, I just I don't no. know. I, my daughter wants to make something. I might make one with her and I'll post it in Discord. How about Look, that? My That's first not challenge. Pro- my first project was a, I, I built a little cottage. I showed you guys the picture. I uh-huh. used cereal boxes and I used the diagram that they had in one of the games workshop white dwarf magazines. And I was just like, okay, that's how big it goes. That's how I, you know what I mean? And I painted in all the wood detail and all that stuff. But I was, cause I, I, 
I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And it was all cardboard. I still have it. It looks like crap, but that's where I started. And that's yeah. where I learned, you know, that's yeah. how you, every piece after that got better, more detailed, more involved, you know, and people tell me like, Oh yeah, yeah. do all that stuff for that. But it's like, okay. But when you look at it all on the table, you, 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 your, you, your jaws are dropping. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, and it's good to know where you came from. It's good to look at how far you've come. Yeah. Like, I know so many, you know, people. All right, so you're painting minis right now, Cujo, right? Like, you're like, I know so many people that paint minis. They collect these minis, but they strip them and repaint them all the time. And so you never like. It's almost like you're never. They're never done, right? Yeah, like, like it's like. In other words, I painted this mini five years ago. This is when I first started, and I've become so much better now. And so I'm going to strip that mini down and, and repaint it so that no. like, no. that's the thing. And I know, like, I know tons of guys that do that because they don't. They look at it and they're instead of saying, "Okay, that's where I started, and this is how far I've come." Right. They're like, "Well, I could do better than that now." Right? Friend, no, no, no. I got a buddy who does competition painting. Like, I mean, the guy's phenomenal. Airbrush right. work, it's just phenomenal, and he, he has the same squad of space marines he's had for the last six years he does the same thing he'll paint them for the competition with new colors new style whatever right i'm after the competition and repaint them again for the next one it's yeah, like, yeah bro there's no creativity there like you're you're losing your history that's your yeah, history. exactly yeah yeah you're losing what you where your progress was you know you but, can't oh i used to paint like this but now i paint like this because you have no proof right right no, no evidence of it so no. my teeth and sorcerer I first mini I ever painted. I I have it, and I got it into like one of those Chessex box uh, uh, boxes that the dice came in. So I got it in that, and I'm like I look at that, then I look at the mini that uh, you sent me a uh, zero. Mm -hmm. I can just from what little time I can tell the difference because I used craft paint on that one and model paint on the one that you gave me. I'm like, well, not just that, but you're learning too now. You're learning, yeah techniques and things like like i said learn what the, from for me for miniatures it's always been the basics you put the base colors where they're supposed to go neatly everything else will come after that your speed your accuracy your talent the, the different techniques the blending the dry brushing the washing the shading you'll learn all that shit as you go but yep. basics are getting those base colors where they're supposed to go and i'm telling you i still don't i'm still not happy with my paint <laughs> i don't strip them though Either. but I'm not, yeah i'm still learning a student of the brush i guess you know well, i i just cheat i just put a wash on it and all of a sudden it looks amazing like it's, 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 it's <laughs> but like you're forget the paint i'll just put a wash on it i'm good well, yeah no i'm really you so you put some yeah. you, know, you kind of just put some base color on it and then put a wash on it and it brings out like it magically <sighs> the detail and makes it look like it's yeah crazy. Amazingly, so, I mean that still is one of my steps. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, when I first started like a gaming club way back in the day, we didn't have washes; we had inks. You know, right. I, actually, look, I still have. Yeah, I still got inks too. Still, my original Games Workshop inks. Now these things are like this is like death to anything other than paints. Right. right. It's gonna once it gets in, it's it's never going out. And we used to what we would do is we had a club standard right for our miniatures like it was it wasn't high it was just a tabletop it's what we call tabletop standard now that was it's a name we didn't have that name before they just call it that now but we would do base coat mid-tone and a highlight and that was it that was your tabletop standard so the yeah. mid-tone would be your inks or your washes and the highlights would be your dry brushing and once 
people came into the club and they would learn how to paint and practice and then we'd go to different tournaments games workshop events and things like that and people are like oh my god who painted this is this a store army and it's like no that's that's mine please don't touch you know <laughs> you know what i mean but they couldn't tell because he, and, and like the guys my friends that were in the club these guys would bitch and moan dude every fucking weekend they would be like oh, i don't want to do all that i don't want to have to go through all this I like, listen do it right the first time and it'll you you won't regret it and you'll just get better from there and these guys I have still some of the first miniatures they painted. I still have them in my bins. And I'm like, look, this was you. And this is you now. You could get paid to do this if you really wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 yeah. it comes, you know, but it's it's those basic fundamentals. Like, you have to know your color wheel. You know, that's important, too. Like, I, I think a lot of people, like, I have, I've always had people in Warhammer and 40K, they're like, oh, I'm going to paint. I'm going to use these colors. I'm going to use, you know, like, neon yellow and, and fucking bright orange. I'm like, okay, those colors don't go together. Like, oh yeah, it's gonna be cool. I'm like, okay, go ahead and paint one, and we'll see. And then it's like, yeah. and it's ugly. And I'm like, yeah, you know why? Because those are fucking contrasting colors. Yeah, like, you need complementary colors. And, and then they're like, what does contrasting colors mean? I'm like, all right. <laughs> that's when I realized I was like, let's let's have a class. Right. I brought the wheel. I brought out the wheel. I said, this is this is your pe- your spectrum. These colors here com- oppose each other. These colors here complement. You know what I mean? You have to go through all that. So I think if you learn the basics of that and applying your paint neatly is the biggest thing, right? Like I said, put your base colors neat. Everything else will come. Your speed, your timing, your accuracy, all that shit's going to come, you know, because you're going to do it more and more. It's like riding a bike, right? Anything you do repetitively, you're going to get better at. You're going to get faster at. You know? so I got a question for you. Since you've been gone for so long, and, and I know you had the situation going on, but now that you're back, I mean, you're going to start playing again. You're going to play with your old group. Do you play old, just old school? You know, so, yeah. So I think uh, I'm, and not, I have nothing against 5e. You know, I like 5e. Um, I actually I like to play in 5e more than I actually like to run 5e. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's like almost any system. Um, I, I really am trying to get back into old school, right? Like, I, I, I you know, and whether that's going to be BX, whether that's going to be BX or whether it's going to be old school essentials or whether, but it's it's going to be, it's, so here's my thing, man. Like, I, there, it's not even necessarily that the system was better. I think that it's the whole philosophy was better, right? Min-maxers, power gamers, people who are trying to break the game, they, they prefer a more modern game style and specifically I think a more crunchy game, right? Like they, they prefer rules heavy systems that will allow them to manipulate those rules. Ah, okay. Yeah. I think it's like the more rules you have, the more holes they're going to have. Exactly. Right. right. The more loopholes that they can find. And so my thing is, and it's not, again, I'm not a deadly DM like trying to kill anyone. I'm actually just trying to facilitate a good story, a good group, and a good dynamic. And I think that rules like games and specifically more of those old style games facilitate more of a group dynamic than than modern gaming does. But but man, it does come down to preference. You know, I like it it really does. So Well, I don't know if Hate's still listening. Uh I think he is. He he brought up to me about like, you know, doing some like one day a week doing a character build live or just, you know, I don't know what he, and it sounded interesting at first, but I, I started, uh, you know, I watch, um, what's, uh, what are they called? Um, Nerdarchy. Yep, yep. Oh yeah. And they, you know, they do their character builds all the time. And I, 
I, at first, only well, you know, a long time ago, I'd watch them and I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is really cool. Okay, then I watch them. Okay, that's cool too. Okay, and then I'm like, yeah, these aren't cool. Um, I, I don't like it because number one, I, I you know I almost I almost start getting angry about. It. I don't even watch them anymore because number one, I'm like, okay, you're including races in Eberron. Where are you playing? Right. Are you playing in Faerun? Right. Where, where are you? No, you can't. You can't say Warforge. That can't but, be in your build. And that, it's not even an option. Yeah, that's kind of the point. They include everything. They take any like liberty that they can to, to optimize and make a perfect character. And I'm going to tell you the most fun I've ever had in the game ever they with perfect ones, player characters, or you know, either as playing as a character or running, you know, characters through a game have been flawed characters, characters that are not perfect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Characters that are flawed actually require role play whereas characters that are min max and optimized yep. can roll through any damn encounter and they don't like they don't need to play i noticed at the beginning so yeah i noticed too like players that min max and have that uber build you know that multi-class wizard fighter thief uber build you know they you generally see them switched off until the moment comes where those builds are crucial, right? Like it's yeah. like, oh, it's time to actually do something. They yeah. don't, they're not engaging. They're not role playing very much. I mean, they'll interact, you know, yeah. at minimal, but their engagement is really low, and their story engagement is even lower. Like they couldn't tell right. you what happened last last adventure. You know what I mean? But they can't. It's a mathematical you. equation for them. Right. It's right. really number crunching, and right. man, like this is this is what I do at my table. And I, you know, I've got two groups, and one's a family group, and one's like a friend, a family, or friends, basically. Yeah. And um, they're not min maxers. They don't. It's not like they're going home and watching videos and trying to build something. But I do have a, a multi-class rule. You can only do one other class. So there's not like dipping in for one level of rogue and then right two there. levels of cleric and then getting you know, No, right. there's none of that. There's. Mm -hmm. But I do let you pick anything, but it's within the campaign setting. Um, if we are playing, you know, in Faerun, then there's no Eberron stuff or whatever. Um, and then the other thing on your point where you like to have a, a weak character, I have them use the point by system. So they're not rolling their stats, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> which rolling stats can be overpowered as hell. Rolling stats can, but, it, but, 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 those, but at least that's the dice gods. You're not manipulating it. Like yes. the dice gods are smiling on you or they're not. So yes. yeah. I agree. It's fun. I mean, yeah. it's hundred percent fun. And I always give them the option. I say, you can do point by and you're going to, you know, you're not going to have a lower than an eight. Right. And then you can roll your stats and who knows what you're going to get. Right. But yeah. then this is what I do. If, the, if you, I say, if you take the point by, I'll let you spread it out. You can kind of be an even character if you want. Right. Then I then I go offer them this after they're all done. I don't I don't usually tell them ahead of time. I'll say, okay, hey, I'll give you two more points in any category if you minus two in your lowest stat. Nice, nice, nice. So they'll put they'll have an eight somewhere, so they'll be minus one, and then they'll have to go down to a six. Right, right. And they always they can't not take the plus two. <laughs> so like, yes, I'll take the whatever high stat, and then I'll then we'll, I, I want everybody to have a weak spot. Yeah, every yeah. character has a weak link. Yeah, yeah, it it makes for a better character. It yeah. makes for a character that's more fun to play, and it actually makes for a character that's more fun to DM to run through, right? Like I, yeah. it just is. So, like I yeah. have my players, uh, not the point, my just the standard array, right? 
the standard array is a little Pretty bit balanced. weaker. Yeah, it's balanced. It's a little bit on the weaker side. Mm -hmm. I think point buys average players are a little bit higher. Yeah. And then rolls rolling stats can be OP yeah. to depends, who right? knows what. So rolling stats. Can well, it depends on how you roll it. That's what I'm saying. Rolling stats. Yeah. OP if you're doing roll four and drop the lowest, right? And yeah. you're allowing them to slot it anywhere. Or re-roll so ones and twos. 3D6 <laughs> 3D6 I've heard that too. I'm yeah. telling you. Like, Wait, what yeah. do you guys do for rolling stats? Roll four, <laughs> drop the lowest, re-roll right. ones and twos. You know, what, you know what I did? You know Are I you going to be a high <laughs> stat guy? You know what I started doing? And this is really Never fear, I am finally here. I don't know why I did hey, this. Up, um, what's up, Rod? What's up, I started doing. I started giving people. I I'd, I'd make them take a piece of paper, put down six slots. Mm -hmm. I'd give them an eighteen. Put an eighteen at the top. That you're going to use that as a wild card, and I'd let them roll a d twenty for going anything under five, and everything over eighteen. That's how they rolled their stats. Nice. So what? And, and the reason I did it was because I realized, like, when you use a four d six, right? The best you can get is 18, right? Like that's the best you're going to get. What are the chances, right? Now, yeah. in D&D 3.5, I felt like it was it was the challenge ratings that were equal to the level were not equal, right? So a, a level one group of four players against a challenge rating one monster, the monster was down here. It was only going to take a quarter of their resources. So you would have to beef up the monster or put it in a different environment or give it more like minions or subordinates to help it make that challenge. So, but you could do it really easy in three, five, you could just throw something else in the challenge rating goes through the roof. You know what I'm saying? You put anything in water, the challenge rating goes through the roof, you know? So I figure like the last thing I wanted my players to be worried about was the fact that the fighter rolled a 12 and that's his highest stat. And that's what he has for a strength. So he'll never get to a fucking 18, you know what I'm saying? Because he had a 12 to start with, you know what I mean? So I feel like if at the very least, and say that they did roll all like sixes and tens and stuff, they have that wild card 18 that they can throw into the one primary stat. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's how I did it. Because like I said, I just felt like the three, the 46 were just never, mm -hmm. it was like, ah, there's enough against the fucking players. And, and if there isn't, I can throw enough against the players to make it a challenge, you know? So if, I I actually come from a day where you didn't even you didn't pick. What no, that's what I was about to say. So in other words, like you just like the game picked, right? So you had just said, you know, the fighter's going to end up with a twelve. Well, then maybe he's not a fighter. Like you know, and I get like this yeah. character wants to play a fighter. Yeah, yeah. If you let the dice gods determine who you are, right, and you're rolling three d six down the line, you know, you you roll your stats first, then you and again, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. Um, I played a note. And you go, okay, this guy is a fighter, or this guy is a magic user, or this guy is an elf, or a dwarf, or again, I know racist class and you guys hate all that shit, but like it's, it's, it was, that's how you did it though, right? That is absolutely how you did it. Yeah, I remember my first time ever playing Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what version it was because I didn't know to even worry about that. Right. But it was a buddy of mine's dad. So, I mean, you know. He was running it, and I remember rolling stats. I don't remember getting to put them in any place I want. Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah. I, I don't know if he let me go down the line. You would just be like, that's yeah, your for that that's your stat for that. That's your stat for that. And, was... and if you did pick your character first, you're screwed. You can't do it. You really yeah. need to roll your stats first. 
yeah, and see what you got. Well, and then... like, so even if you really wanted to play a character, if you really wanted to be, you know, a magic user, if you really wanted to be a thief, you, 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 you know, you could, right? Like, like you, you yeah. Your DM, if your DM wasn't a complete and total, you know, like tyrant, yeah, and then you know, and that was really so that was like sort of Holmes basic, that was BX. Um, you know, by the time Menser even rolled around, I you were allowed then to just sort of you were you were now allowed to either roll 46 and drop the lowest, or you could assign them where you wanted. Uh, there weren't many versions that went 3d6 down the line hell as far as you know and i actually i'll pull the book off the shelf i advanced dnd adnd you know first edition at advanced dungeons and dragons i, I yeah. don't think you had to roll 3d6 in that book either. i don't think you had to roll 3d6 in that version either oh so, yeah mm-hmm. well think you said you didn't oh. have to so yeah they said here's my two cents worth uh 46 take away the lowest die plug them in any order you want I think that's kind of the standard now. I think yeah. that, that I think that also, man, anybody with uh, anybody yeah. with Tico in their uh, anyone with to hit armor class zero in their handle is all right with me, man. Like I, I miss I miss Tico. So anyway, um, what, what I'm saying is, uh, like I think that is the standard. I think for most games, I think most DMs will say 46, drop the lowest, and assign them wherever you want. I think that yeah. I think that's standard. So yeah, I mean, especially if players come to the table with a build in mind, like if they don't know what they want to do and they're new, like fresh off the boat, sure, you know, you want to walk them through the process. But if they're if they're they come to the table with any semblance of idea, you don't want to discourage that idea. You know what I mean? You want to at least help them realize it to the best of the ability. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, like I said, the stats just you don't want the game to be governed by that. You know what I mean? Like. Agreed. Once it's once it's governed by stats, then you're only going to go so far. Right, right. You're going to come across that brick wall and just be like, "Well, we just can't conquer this because we statistically don't have the numbers." Right. And it's you know, it is a numbers game, right? Like it it it's been proven, you know. But I think the fundamental key to any good campaign is story and player involvement yep. you know what i'm saying like and player creativity you yeah. don't need the stats to overcome things just be creative right come up with a good idea and yeah right right yeah well see like i got the sheet sheet it has 65 unique combos of 5e for the point by system right here right and it's okay. like if they if my players want to do point by system but yet don't want to do the math i'll hand them this i'm like okay just pick here here's the here's the two percent tower dice if you roll between one to sixty-five, those are your stats. Oh, okay. and they're numbered. Right. So I don't like. Now, yeah, that's really taking it the chance right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but I never had like <laughs> no one ever took me up on it. It's like so, looks like I'm a cleric. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to play with this guy who would roll his stats on a twenty-sided. Now here's the thing, right? Like now, think- <laughs> my first game, I, that's what I did. But, like, <laughs> You have a chance. You legitimately have a chance of having a 20 in any one of your stats, but you also have the chance of getting a one. And if you got that 20, you got to keep it. But if you got that one, you had to Like, that's, uh, I mean, that was that's sort of a bloody way to roll I would forego 19s and 20s, and I would forego anything under five. Gotcha, gotcha. Not like a five stat was ridiculous. Like, it's like, mm, I get it. Like, you want to have some kind of variety and character balance and stuff but look peasants are at 10 on every right right 
come on, bro. Like, right, right. That's 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 kind of why the barbarian having a ten in charisma. That's a stretch, right? <laughs> but him having like a two, no, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah. he'd never survive in right. life right. <laughs> with a two stat in charisma. Like, right. he just wouldn't make. It. You know, not to mention any creature that does any stat damage, like a wraith, he's gone. He's yeah. gone like one turn. It's like boom. No, yeah. you're a super barbarian with thousand hit points, but you only got two charisma. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there are charisma. There's monsters that do that. So you know that's why I said like I keep everything from a five and under. You can dismiss, and from you know you can't keep a nineteen and twenty. But yeah. at the very yeah. least, they'll get. Like I've had players with three eighteens, and they were like, "Damn, I got some good stats." And I was like, "Yeah, but okay, that's cool." But when the shit hits the fan, the, you know, really, what are those stats going to do? And also, when you're not fighting, what are the stats going to do for you? Yeah, you you have to be you, you have, have to be creative enough. To be able to use those stats, right? Like that, yep. yeah. So yeah. And that's that's all player, like I said, that's player engagement. Yeah. And when you, you know, when I, I think the last game I ran, the last the, the second to last game I ran, it ran for a year and a half and it actually finished. It was the only campaign I've ever run or been in that actually went from start first level to twentieth level. Like they finished. Hmm. They didn't, you know, I didn't want to do epic because I was like, really, what do you what do you what are we talking here? Right. I was basically I rewarded the players by saying, "Okay, what did your what was your goal? What did you want to to be and accomplish as this level? Because you pretty much do whatever fuck you want, right? Right. right. They all told me I want to do this. I want to do, and that's in my campaign in the Forgotten Realms because that's what I ran. That's there. Those accomplishments are still there. So when the players came back for the next campaign, they were able to encounter those things that the previous characters did. So they appreciated the fact that I kept that that's in. Smart the world so that they could envelop more like damn this is actually what i do here now is going to matter for the next campaign right you know? and that's the engagement that's my part as a gm telling the story yeah their part is creating that flow like creating that 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 piece of information that here now that's there from now right. on because you may you work your ass off to get there and now it's there you know yeah, yeah yeah so i mean i think that that's you know it worked for me and up until that i was like you know what do I do to challenge the players? What do I do to challenge the players? What and it turned into it. like people would see that as oh, it's the GM versus us. And I, I really, I, I broke that because I was like, I can't. It's not I don't like that game. It's yeah. not a game for that. That's not what D and D is. Yeah, I made that clear in mind too that it's not me against you. Right, and that, that's a lot of players like oh, you're always trying to kill players. I'm like no, not even not even the least. for you. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, I, they I, didn't they didn't believe me when I threw it. Zombie T Rex at them. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you don't want to kill us. Um, it's not me against you. Or you forgot to level up that rogue, right? <laughs> I had a oh, player who got killed. He was a cleric, and he got killed by a monster that was like, like the monster was like absorbing divine energy. Like every time it hit, it was, that's what it went for. Like it was, it was attracted to the cleric. He said, "Why is he targeting me?" I'm like. Um, well, if I tell you, I spoil the surprise, right? Like that's there's no mystery anymore. If I tell you exactly what I'm doing and why, so after the game, he got real pissed off because he died, and I was like, "Look, you could have ran, you could have let everybody else handle that Rod. for you." Yep. You oh, know, you yeah, didn't night Rod. To, night Rod, you didn't have to stay there and go toe to toe with this monster just to prove you were the better, you know, to to prove you were best because right. this is what he was doing. You know, he, he's over confident super proud player and i was like look dude you you're running really low on hit points and you're the cleric and the group was like dude 
like back up we'll take care of it and he just, he just insisted he died and he it was my fault and i was like well he should have listened yeah I, like, well, I mean you know sure i i put the monster there but that doesn't mean you had to you had to be the one to get killed by it <laughs> like, like my player that went up against the giant i'm like you know you don't have to fight him you can talk your way out of it if you want ah, there's no, no or, or run away yeah, <laughs> well, it was like they was they was in a coliseum. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, Giant but, uh, put no. him in a ring with. <laughs> yeah, basically, one player went against the manicor. I don't know. I always, he just got dominated. <laughs> I always fight the giant too. Come on, man! You know when you're playing Skyrim and that dumb yeah. giant is walking by, and you're you just you have to, man. You have, you have to, to try, yeah. and then you run and you try to jump up on a rock and try to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he picks up the rock and throws it. I mean, you said he could have talked his way out, but oh, he you did put him in a coliseum. He's <laughs> <I know. laughs> like him in the restaurant. Well, I tied it in. I tied it into his backstory. This giant, he actually knew. No, you know. See, my T Rex was on the other ship, and then they were like, "Well, he's on the other ship," and then I jumped to their ship. They're like, "No, he's on our ship." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to talk to a zombie T Rex. It's not happening. <laughs> he's yeah. spitting out zombies as he's as he's you know talking to you. That's yeah. hilarious. Or like, hey, um... but I, I want to get back on um, talking about you, you took your characters from level one to twenty. Oh, yeah, yeah. and how and how rare that is. Oh, and that gets back to my other conversation with Hate. We were talking about you know trying to do something that people like to watch, and for some reason, people like character builds. And it gets a lot of views, and you get people yeah. like coming to the hobby, and we want to do something that's interesting and get mm -hmm. people involved. And uh, I just, I'm just not, not keen on it. But the other thing with it is, these character builds go to level twenty pretty much, and that doesn't happen hardly ever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, are you building a character to go straight to level ten, and you starting off at level ten? You know, what are these? These character builds are really cool, but you need twenty levels to make it super cool. So I have, a you know that right like i i actually do i have a theory on that i think the most fun you know dungeons dragons is the most fun in lower level play i think one to five probably yeah. honest you're ever going to have in dungeons dragons you know what I when you start to get over fifth over fifth level really by the time you're seventh or eighth level hell at specifically at tenth level you're like a god you, you know, know what i'm gonna if i may by the at tenth level so if, if I yeah may, um in three, five. this is just three five because I haven't run five yet. Yep. I find the fun levels are between five and ten, not okay. because okay. of the power level, right? Because you're getting magic items here and yep. there, you're yep. boosting your stats, your skills, your feats are all chosen, hopefully wisely. Yep. Um, but at that level, you are fighting some of the coolest monsters in the game. Right. Right. Oh like, yeah, that happens. You all can, of them. You can though. Go to eighteenth level or sixteenth level and fight a beholder, right? Because that's that's a that's a quintessential encounter, right? Right. Right. But between fifth and tenth level, you've got such a variety of cool monsters and encounters, right? You could just there's so many different things you can throw at the party. Like a, a party of goblins is shit. You know, right. At first level, they're phenomenal. Right. At fifth level, they're shit. Right. Tenth level, yeah. You're even thinking about it, but a party of goblins waiting in the tree ambushing with fire arrows using tactics yeah right right now you have an entirely different encounter a hydra yeah. is 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 a pretty cool encounter but now you put that hydra in water yeah that's a yeah. wicked encounter yeah you know, and it's still within that range of 10th level yeah 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 so i feel like you know 
that's the the magic levels. You know what I'm saying? Because once you get to like 18th level, yeah, you're pretty much like it's you're more the players become murder hobos and they're just like, oh, it's it's a, it's a redheaded dragon. I mean, right. It becomes almost impossible for you to challenge them as a yeah. DM. So let me ask that. So you've had a party that's gone through the 20th level. Sir. Do you even like playing after 15th level? Or <laughs> I like playing after 15th I, I would hate it. I would I be did. like, okay, guys, I'm just going to the order today. Like, I, I did, like, and I'll tell you why. Because he's a murder hobo. At that point, <laughs> the challenges did not dictate the game, right? Like, so it wasn't it wasn't what I threw at them. It was how it was thrown, and what that's when the game really got deep and the mystery and the, and the they were solving the puzzles. They were putting all those pieces together, and that was to them. I felt like it was more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you. Love you too. That that to them like they that drove because I threw little pieces of the puzzle in at the very beginning, like third level, fifth level, sixth level for the giant story arc. Because right? I had they went on adventures, but. My, I had one big story arc that I was like, I just wrote it out. I'm like, this is what's going to happen, right? right? Like, They're going to encounter a demon army, right? That was my whole story arc for, for my game. How are they going to get there? Where are they going to get there? They're going to do all these little things outside of that, but this was the end game, right? They're going to stop a demon army, right? So everything led up to that. And by the time they got there, that they didn't even have to fight the army. Like we stopped literally when they got to hell, they saw the army, the army saw them, they knew what was gonna happen, and that was it. Like yeah, that's yeah. where they wanted to stop. They were like, We're good. Yeah. You know, and I knew stat wise, they were gonna win. Right. They had every magic item they needed, they had all their skills and, and feats prepared. They prepped for 20th level. Because I tell my players all the time, when you create a character, you know, I and I've gotten new players and old players, like, oh my guy's gonna be called. Stick butt. That's his name, stick butt. You know, he's stick butt the halfling. He likes to fucking jump on people's asses and you know, right. whatever. I'm like, right. all right, cool. That oh, sounds shit. that sounds funny as hell. That's great, but think through your character arc. Is though. that yeah, is right, that what right. you want? Is that yeah. what you want your 20th level halfling to be doing? Yeah. Like right. when you write your John Wick for your character, right. it's that his name's stick butt and he's gonna be kicking people in their asses. That's his right. goal. Right. And right. people start to think, oh. Well, I didn't think about going to 20th level. I'm like, what are you playing for then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think yeah. it's cool to plan your character out, like where you the direction you want to take. All it. I say is, this is my yeah. philosophy, and I use this in business. I use this. One of I met the president of GE, and he told me this one time, and it, it stuck with me. He's like, draw a picture of yourself in your mind at the end of your game draw yourself in your mind at the end of your game what are you doing yeah, yeah. What are you holding what are you standing with who's at your side where are you and that just blew my mind i was like nobody thinks like that yeah. they think here and now they think i want the coolest shit right now yeah yeah, yeah. And, and when you're like 10th level then it gets boring because the gms are like okay well i gave you your plus five holy avenger i gave you your plus five holy shield i gave you your plus five holy armor at sixth level so what does the paladin have to achieve? Right, right. Nothing. There's nothing for him to gain because now his his magic has defined him. I've I've told players many times too. They're like, you don't give a lot of magic items. I'm like, well, that shouldn't define your character. Yeah, right. It should, right. It should enhance your character, like a plus five holy avenger for a paladin. That's quintessential, yep. right? Yeah. Should he have it at tenth level? I mean, <laughs> is that really what defines? So if if you met a rust monster or a, a, a monster that took all that away. 
where's your definition? What, what yeah. are you? Who are you? I, and I think, okay, so I actually think that one of the best things that 5e brought to the game was actually the inclusion of background character flaw. I think, I actually think that forced people, that forced players to actually think about their character as a character, as a role, as like, you know, something that they're acting out. Because before that, yeah, background was something cool that you could have. 5e actually built it into the toolbox. Like, and that, I think that was one of the best things that 5e did, you know, for. Yeah. Well, that and advantage. I'm going to say advantage. Advantage and inspiration are really awesome mechanics. I'm just saying they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm really excited to run this edition. I mean, I, I'm prepping one for my wife and my son. Right. My son's his, this is going to be his first Dungeons and Dragons game ever, and then I'm prepping one for the guys, like right. the boys. You know right. what I'm saying? And they know they've been, dude. It's been over two years now that they've been like, dude what the fuck where what's with the rolling and the not rolling and then like one of my buddies was like hey you see what i'm doing right now i'm not playing dnd &D. Yeah, exactly. like, all right i get i get it and that's my fault how <laughs> you can dm i was like i get you i get you but that's the thing it's like it's like bill says dude once you gm yeah you will never play again like yeah, yeah. So i cursed myself <laughs> that's, that's, a, rap, dude. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a wrap and I've told people, I'm like, your videos? say huh? what? Do your guys watch your, uh, the guys you play with, do they watch your videos? Me? No. Yeah. Not mine. Okay, so my buddy Rob. because no, I'm like, they would be like, man, put that Gundam down. Get to studying on that, on that campaign, <laughs> yeah. bunch. What are you, what are you doing my, greasing up hot, those uh, RC car wheels? You don't need that. My buddy Rob. If you're not uh, painting D&D &D figures, get it buddy, out of here. My buddy Cabby, he uh, we play 40k. We play. We got a bunch of hobbies together, and he's done a couple of videos for me. Cabby's corner videos. Um, he's always like, "What you need to do is start painting those fucking miniatures <laughs> all the time." He's like, "He's like, like, oh yeah, I just got the new space room." He's like, "What you need to do is fucking yeah. paint them." I'm like, "All right, all right." Well, zero. You know, if you want to send them my way, I can paint them at my work while I got downtime. Might not be the prettiest. Listen. Hey, there you go. Listen, you, you just fucked up, bro. <laughs> you know, you just, do you see? Have you seen my workbench, cuz? It is miniatures everywhere, son. <sighs> you, don't, you know you fucked up, right? You know you're going to pay for the shipping back, too, right? I don't care. <laughs> shit. That ain't nothing. Oh, my gosh. Priority mail that shit, son. Well, you know what you can start with? You know what, uh, Crit? You know what's a good starting miniature for you? What's Since that? you're just getting started, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Zero secret. The best starting miniatures are skeletons. Is it skeletons? That's skeletons. what I hear. They are the best to start with. because You just, you just so paint them like so old white and put a wash on them, and you're done. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <right there. laughs> I got a little dry brush there. And I thought about buying contract paints. My first commission ever in my life was skeletons. Dude was like, I need a bunch of skeletons. I was like, okay, cool. He's like, I'm going to buy a bunch. He's like, but I don't know how to paint. I'm like, I'll paint them for you. He paid me like 50 bucks and I painted like 20 skeletons and it was like like uh, two hours. Right. I, didn't two, I was like, done. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I can't believe this is that fucking easy. And I actually looked it up too. I was like, how did I paint skeletons? Because I was like, I never really painted one before. Found it and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll add some dry brushing highlights. And he was just like, the only thing easier is like a black pudding or a green slime. <laughs> like, you know, like, well, a black pudding, I can just print and be like, yeah, hey, right, right. There we go. 
<laughs> or get yourself some scenery, dude, your dungeon tiles, because this is uh -huh. a great way to learn how to dry brush. Get some scenery and like this, like the dungeon tile stuff you is got. That, is that mm -hmm. Forge? No, this is uh, Games Workshop. Okay, Games Workshop. Got it's it. called the Azerite yeah. Township. Um, but you just, yeah, this will teach you how to drive rush, bro. And you can't mess up. It's not like if you mess it up, they'll be like, oh, it's, it's this a zombie. That, that's a zombie T-Rex. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just get yourself one of these to start off. <laughs> Kujo, I think you might want to plug in your headset again. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, my. I've been wanting to repaint these guys because I can't stand the way they look. Oh, man. Oh, it's like. Look at this. The new uh Is that a hag? Yeah. Looks hey, like you right got there. it? Yeah. Did you get did you get the uh, the kit? The, no, uh, I just break? ordered it off this guy no, I just ordered this one off eBay. It was like five bucks. Really? Yeah. Venom I told you we're gonna get another brick and we'll split them up. Let's do it. Well uh exchange How the, the brick. Uh like eighty nine bucks. Let's do it. How many miniatures yeah. is in it? Uh, you get eight, eight and a, eight brick or eight boxes and four in a box. So when you buy the WizKids ones like that, do you leave them? Do you leave the paint that's on there, or do you? Nine times out of ten, I do. I leave. Them yeah, there. I just look. I got a fiendish T Rex. Like I said, I, I want to repaint this shit out of this because it's ugly as hell. <laughs> but, I mean, I just leave it because you know, yeah. it's like a one-time use. It's like boom, fiendish yeah. T Rex, and then there you go. It's like ah. Yeah, for me, it's it's getting unique pieces. They're already painted, and it's kind of like. Yeah, I'm gonna put these ones aside. I don't mm -hmm. have to paint these. I already have all this to paint. Right. So right. it just gets me more miniatures that are already painted, and yep. you know, right. There and anything that comes out in their painted line now, you, if you wait long enough, they'll it'll come out in the unpainted line. Yeah. yeah. So if you can hang on. But uh, I usually I like to get a a brick um on each like the Ebron things coming out next. Yep. I've already got it in my cart. I'm about to buy that. They have an airship. Right. Which I'll have. That air, yeah, of course you, you will. If you guys have seen it, I put a link in the Discord channel, but there is a Kickstarter going on right now. And the guy's doing like 3D print files for huge airships. And I mean, oh no. Like, oh yeah, I saw that. Dude, these things are phenomenal looking, man. I'm I'm willing to go in on it with somebody just to get one of those fucking oh, the file? Yeah, dude. They were they were nice looking, man. There, there's different kinds. There's elven, there's humans, there's dwarf. I mean, I know it's there's like a whole storyline and all this other stuff, but I really don't I mean well, I'll you tell you what files, you can share across I, with each other if we go half. I didn't know I didn't stuff. know much about El Eberron and when I played three five I didn't get into Eberron. I kinda just stayed away from it. Yeah. And well Eberron, time, Eberron was forty, I thought, right? Wasn't no, yeah, it was, I think it did come out for you. No, yeah, I no, thought no. It was Eberron was uh was was three five as well. Oh, three, I think, five. Yeah. yeah, it came out. I thought five. so. Let me go get the book. Hang on. Yeah, and so and, yeah, I, right. Kevin Baker, Ken Baker. Some, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I bought the book and then I've I've seen so much on it and I started, you know, getting some background on it. I don't know if I would run it or not. Yeah. Um, it all depends on if I get enough character players that want to play it. Yeah. But uh, after after really getting into it, I'm like. That could be a, a cool change, you know, just for a little bit. It's like Steampunk. Like, you know, it, it's got that feel to it. I got to tell you, though, man, I, I hate the Warforged. I just hate it. Yeah. Really? Why? So, like, the it, what, Lords? The Warforged. Oh, the, the Warforged. The Warforged. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you a little bit about the Warforged. 
2004, hey, uh, guys, is when it came out. Yeah, first yeah. came out. That's so okay. three. Three I told you my rules as far as okay, you can only uh, uh, multi-class once, and right. we're in we're in Faerun, so you, you can't pick uh, Eberron, you know, pick Warforged or anything like that. Right. And I, I gave this to the guys in our Discord group. I said, right. okay, go on. Everybody's got a link. They can come on and make a character, and maybe if someday, one day, we play online, oh, we'll yeah. all play. And if Pate's listening, he's probably sweating right now. <laughs> Because uh, as soon as soon as I he's as soon as he says okay cool I can make you mean I can make a warforge I said no I said no Eberron he's like but but I can make a warforge right I said no and then he's like I'm making a warforge you know yeah. that right I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I said I said damn it make a friggin' warforge all right whatever you're making a warforge so we got a warforge in Faerun. i don't know how it got there but it's it's there it's yeah it was it was yeah. a, it was a well, dimensional it was a dimension door that opened up and uh yeah right right so yeah, yeah he's uh he, he named it johnny five right and uh well you got a cleric that doesn't heal well, is he no. a cleric no that's me i'm the cleric oh yeah <laughs> You're the cleric that doesn't have, didn't take any healing spells. Nope, I got none. Why? I'm a force cleric. I'm the force I don't, cleric. Hey, I'm DM in the game, so you got a cleric that doesn't heal. I mean, that's up to you guys. I'm damaged. Now I know that. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, zero. That's your, that's your cleric, there, buddy. Make <laughs> a cleric that doesn't heal. Why would you do that? Because I'm a dwarf. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just not make a And I'm a forge, and I work in a forge. You what? I'm a dwarf, and I work in a forge, so... Why didn't you not just make a fighter? <laughs> I, well, because... Well, so, I, you're, I, so wait up. So wait. You're, a, you're, the, you're the worst cleric ever. Well, no, I, I, I didn't <laughs> make a fighter. fighter. The cleric that doesn't heal is just a fighter. <laughs> but, but wait. Because he has... Cleric stats and abilities. He's a shitty fighter. <laughs> Don't throw the dwarf. You know what? It sounds like the best character ever, JD. I'm talking <laughs> sound, hey, it sounds like he's a blacksmith. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I am. I'm a blacksmith. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so they got a bunch of heroes and a blacksmith going on an adventure. You know, at tenth level, he's gonna be like, "I really shouldn't be." Here. I, I, I can't, <laughs> yeah, it was going to be two more horrors. I'm like, "Oh fuck, what did I sign up for?" <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, I, we're going through two more horrors. So. Oh fuck! Really? Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about um, <laughs> Cujo, that Tomb of Annihilations, that box set, the one you gave me the Juggernaut from. <laughs> yeah. That that has those are all jungles of Chult. Style stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that module is for, right? Like jungles of choke. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get that. What? Bill, do you want to join us Tomb in the campaign? Oh, uh, the you mean the I campaign book? I don't I might, know. I might get the campaign book, but I might get the box yeah. of the game just to get all those minis. You can be the I'll, healer. Hey, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It sounds actually, yeah. You know what? I should. I'm for. not. And I'll I'm not using good. all of mine. Yeah. yeah, I can. Um, like, I'm not using the um, fire newts that okay. came in that set. I'm not using. Uh, what else? There's a few other things in there. I'm not. I can't. I don't have it all in front of me. But you know, I'm trying to think if it'd be worth it for you. I mean, 
Hang on, I just shook the camera. Hang on, let me turn my light on so you can see. Yeah, I think honestly, I think we should all just sit down and pick a day that we when we can, and just try to go from there on the campaign. No, all right. Bill, if you honestly, Bill, if you join the other Discord server, how about Ben Kujo could test you up with the link and you could create a character and join us. Oh, hell yeah! All right with him. If you're, offer, if you're offering me the chance to play and not DM, like I you're told you earlier, I'm. <laughs> Oh yeah! No, sounds, you can't play a Warforge. No, I I won't. I'll play a cleric because it sounds. Damn it! He said it twice. Oh so, yeah. Right, right. So so we'll have the healing cleric. We got the blacksmith cleric. We're set. <laughs> wait, so, wait. So, I can do with the items. Kujo, can I play a forged warrior? <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna play a monk turtle, and I'll be a teenage ninja. Oh, a teenage ninja. Now that's wanting, a, ever since I saw the turtles, I've been wanting to do that so yeah, bad. Like, yeah. hey, that's actually monk is already a good class. So yeah, yeah. Bill, you need to join the Discord, man. <laughs> I will. I, I I absolutely will. Yeah, yeah. We have honestly, like, we just we shoot ideas off of each other and stuff, and it's like we're always active with each other on here. Right. I just shoot. Bang, bang. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. So um, when are we going to get this game up and running? You can you can get on the, the January Dice Challenge if you do it now. Nice. Right now. Get on the Dice Tower Challenge. Nice. Because it'll be just you and me. <laughs> no, and it's also Quinn. No, he those were already built. Yeah. No, he built that. I saw the video. I know. He built it for the Dice. Challenge. No, he didn't build it for the challenge. He didn't. Build uh, he said in the video he did. Videos don't what? lie. <laughs> if you heard it on YouTube, it's got to be true. It's got to be. Yeah, because yeah. YouTube's owned by Google. Yeah, yeah. Jujo. <laughs> yes. It's Jujo. Right, I got to jump, man. Um. Okay. This has actually been great. Uh, no, anytime, man. Jump on with us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna uh, and I'll I'm gonna find you guys in the Discord, and one of you one of you is gonna DM me through something. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get me on the DMs, bro. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I sent you the uh, link in uh, one of the emails too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. So sweet. All right, brother. Oh, we'll hate hate right. says we're all gonna die. Uh, <laughs> no, more like the forge is gonna die. Wait, if I'm a if I'm a oh. forge. Cleric, that means I gotta fix him. If you have a crack, no healing, everybody's gonna die. Exactly. Well, I can All fix right. him. He's metal. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. All right, Bill. All right, thanks again, Bill. Take it easy, brother. Bill cool is guy. awesome. I like him. Yeah, he's yeah, he's cool. Great guy. Oh yeah. But yeah, on that box set, I mean, it is only fifty bucks for yeah. all those miniatures, and I, I I took the plunge and got it. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I was thinking about this this purple Acerac. Yeah, that's, I don't I like that guy. I like. The oh, I don't, sweet. Yeah, yeah I don't cool. need it. Oh, you know. Man. Yeah. So send it's it. like. Send it. You know, it's like, but it, just right, like you got you that. You got that juggernaut, right? So I yeah. mean, you're gonna get another one of those, and you're really not gonna have to run two of them. That's what I was thinking. That's why I gave you one. Right. Because I'm like, I'm not gonna run two of them against the party. You're gonna have them in a corridor. Uh, most of the time, when you see one of those, you're going to be in a long corridor, and all of a sudden, this thing's going to come out. <laughs> and you know it's going to be running. About doing with that, honestly, 
I was thinking about having a chamber, like a room, like they're going to come down a corridor into a chamber. They're going to see all these faces along the walls, like engraved in the stone, like they do in, in the, in the, you know, in those types of ziggurats and stuff. And those faces are actually the juggernauts in their, in their space. And the, the, there's going to be just a platform and a bowl, like a giant bowl that they're going to be at a, you know what I mean? The juggernauts do their thing. That's where they do their thing. Uh, this huge bowl, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to give the players a little bit of more room to run. Not as cliche as a, a normal encounter with a juggernaut. But yeah, yeah, yeah. To, the juggernauts are going to be more maneuverable than they would normally be, so they're going to still have to. Yeah, if you don't mind have, getting a second one of those, I mean, yeah, go ahead and get it. I mean, um, that's. I mean, I got it for that purpose. Yeah. I already had a couple of these that I um, these uh, which uh, bump and camber. Some of these uh, what do you call them? Uh, Yanti, Yanti, blood guard, blood guard, guard, oh. whatever. They're oh. like ha they're like half. They're like oh. having. They're they like a mutation. Oh, okay. So basically, I already had a couple of them from like the WizKid pre-painted. Yeah. I know that the box set came with like three more, so I'm painting Did you those. Buy the game? Yeah, the the board game. It's like Look, fifty um, bucks, and you get all the miniatures. Crit, if you're if you're into buying, if you're thinking about adding miniatures to your collection. The best way to do it is Wrath of a Shardalon, Ravenloft, the Dr Challenge of Dritzwarden, yeah. Annihilation. Get those box sets because for that money, you're buying what those box sets, those those bricks. You're getting most of the miniatures in those bricks for literally almost a dollar a piece. And I'll and I'll tell you tell you what, on top of that, if because they're around fifty fifty five dollars for the mm -hmm. unpainted. You can get them for cheaper sometimes. Some of the older sets now, but you know, in general, they're about fifty-five dollars for quite a long time, and then they go down after that. But if you can afford it, and you know they're coming out, if it's a good set and it's got great miniatures in it, you know, a hundred bucks is usually where that threshold is. All the miniatures that are in there are pre-painted; they're all ready to go. If you don't want to paint, you don't feel like you're at, at that level, and you just want to, hey, I want all these pieces pieces ready to go. Um. Dungeon of the Mad Mage was like excellent right out of the box. I mean, it came with a um, uh, Death Tyrant. Um, it came with a really cool Hollister Black Cloak. It came with like three zombie um, beholders, you know, all pre painted. They actually did a real good job on some of these. They're doing a lot better with their painting, you know. But yeah, on the cheap 50, 50 bucks, sometimes you can get them even cheaper on, on the older sets. But on some of the newer sets that are going to be coming out, like the last one was Dungeon of the Mad Mage, but um, you know this next—I don't know what the next new set's going to be, but you got to kind of—I always, tr whenever they're going to come out, I always try to see what's in the box. And you know, I'm trying to say, okay, what are the miniatures? What are you getting? Is it worth getting the the right. extra money to just buy them pre-painted? Because, like I said, if you go to Michaels, or not Michaels, if you go to Barnes and Noble. Wrath of a Shardalon and Ravenloft are still there on the average. And if you're a book member club, you can get a 20% off coupon. You're buying that box set for $30, $40. And you're getting all those miniatures, you know, and you're getting skeletons. You're getting generic miniatures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're getting. Oh, yeah, they're good. You're, they're, you're filling up your collection. Your collection. So cool. that's a lot less I would have to 3D print. Yep. Hey, these yeah. Reaper. These Reaper ogres that I'm working on. This is like a typical ogre, what I think an ogre should look like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a beastie guy. Yeah. These are the ogres I've had to deal with since then. Oh, you know, is a, a Warhammer ogres. 
Yeah, that's all. That's all I have. I've got three They're of them. Not bad looking, though. You know, one's one's got a big old horn. He's blowing. I'm like, this is, you know, it's army. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, they used to call hey, but that, I've had these three big beastly metal miniatures. And I'm like, these are my ogres, and I'm like, I hate that. They look like number one. They're in the military, and they're all armored up, and uh, they're not what I what I would think an ogre is supposed to look like. So I'm finally got some ogres going on. Happy about that. Happy to get them start getting painted. I don't, I don't like that. Like throughout the years, because I've collected a ton of ogres from chainmail, games workshop, all different kinds, and like I don't like the new ones. They're just so inconsistent. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just like one ogre looks tall, and he's got like big head and the nose, and then the other one's like fat and short, and it's like, come on, man, let's get a consistency going. You know what I mean? Well, let's I thought, well, maybe I'll get the new Warhammer set with the ogres. I looked at the box. I'm like, they look ugly, and they're just kind of it's not a good looking model oh, they're the not ogre, good it's the new ogre kingdom guys or bone whatever they're called now i can't remember what yeah called. i don't i just don't like them like right now I, i'm gonna get that skeleton box of warriors mm -hmm. i like i like their um the way they're armored up and you know pretty cool ones like got a skeleton head that's busted open and yeah and i and i'm gonna get the uh ghouls too yeah the, the new models are just yeah, they're, they're... But what what's that thing that that one guy's riding in that ghoul set? The start start collecting. Uh, it's their that's their version of a nightmare. Okay, it's like, a, it's like a spectral steed. You know what I'm saying? It looked like a what? wyvern or something. Oh, I oh mean, okay. You're talking about yeah. It's a, a it's got cord. wings and that's called a uh, fuck. Is it called something ghast? It's basically a like a skeleton, like a undead dragon. Really? Yeah. Like or under wyvern actually under wyvern, because it looks just like the one that the orcs riding. It's just without no skin. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So like what, I, could I use it? What can I use it for? If, if you can use it I, as a dracolich, um, or a zombie dragon, a, a zombie wyvern, or a zombie dragon. Yeah. Does it have front arms? I, I don't, don't know. I'm not sure. Because a wyvern typically wouldn't have front arms. I don't right. think. Hang on one second. Let me take a look. Because I, I didn't know if it was worth it because I wanted to get some ghouls. I don't necessarily need the ghoul set. And I started going, well, I don't want to know. I don't know if I need to spend the starter set because then you're going to get less ghouls, but then you get this cool centerpiece, you know. And I, I didn't know what it was. I knew it was probably a zombie something or another. But the way they called it, I'm like, I don't know what that would be in D&D. &D. So I'm looking at the board games right now. Yeah. Yep. The assault on the giant ones, they're actually not up to scale, are they? No, you don't want that one. Okay. And you probably don't want the elemental evil one either. It's okay, but you probably don't. That, that'd be the lowest on your list of to get. Yeah, it's $45 right yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's, it's a wyvern because his wings are his front arms. Okay. That's why he had him all the way on the ground. Yeah, see, he looks okay. exactly, he's almost posed exactly like the orc one. Just without yeah. no skin, you know what I'm saying? I just didn't really. It didn't come to me that the miniature didn't like stick out to me. Like I, I like that a lot. I think you know compared to what it used to be. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred, yeah. Not, guys, not, the, not compared to what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys <laughs> for a bit longer? I'm. A, uh, I don't mm -hmm. know. What We're time is at, it? It's almost midnight. Oh. Uh, I gotta take my dog to the doctors in the morning. Or, I was gonna uh, say it's almost three. Yep. Yeah. Or three hours anyway. We've been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm looking. Okay, so 
Castle Ravenloft and Wrath right of Ashelon are like $47, $48 on Amazon right now. So for $100, I get like 100 minis, basically. I don't know if there's 50. Is there 50 minis in there? Uh, let me check. There's a bunch. There's... I don't have those sets. I've got uh, Tomb of Annihilation. Mm-hmm. I've got... Uh... That was 50, too. Yeah. Tomb of Annihilation is right around 50. I think that's what I got it for. And then I have um, Dungeon of the Mad Mage and I think that's it. Are they, now, are they the same sculpts as the official minis, too? Yeah. Uh, the... Oh, yeah. They're the same ones you get pre-painted. Okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Tomb of Annihilation. Dungeon of the Mad Mage is 62. Oh, uh, I'm guessing that's the that's the newest set, so it's going to hold its value a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Until the next one comes out. I'm guessing my phone is about to die. Yeah. You're about oh, to lose me. I'm at one percent. Well, you go ahead and go. I, I might. <laughs> I, one of my videos might be one of these boxes. Cool. But yeah. Yeah. Look know, at yeah. what's best. Um, the Dritz looks pretty cool. I think one of them's got the the best one. I like is got the um Dracolich in it. I yes, like that the best. It's not Rash for Shardline. It's either I think it's le- either Legend uh, with Dritz or it's um, Ravenloft. Ravenloft. Dracolich is. Oh, there's no picture of the minis on here. Yeah, you have to look around. You'll find it. Okay. Look yeah, at a I'll different look at out. a different website. Okay. There's a Dritz. Yeah. Oh, here's the minis for Dritz. Oh, that has a demon. The um, guy with the whip, uh, whatever he's called. Oh, Lord, or has some trolls, rats. Okay, yeah, I, I know what I'm going to get. But, yeah, I, I know what one you're talking about because I've seen it before, too. But, yeah, but I think I lost you, Kujo. <laughs> Sweet. So, okay, so let's see. This here is, yep, we lost Cujo. Oh, Cujo, if you're watching, good night, brother, and thank you for joining. Tuning of the Underdark. I don't know. A lot of these... Let's see here. Let's Google this. Well, yep, it died. All right. Well, Kujo, thanks again for joining, man. It was a blast having you. It's always a blast having you, man. Sorry about that. 
No, you're good, brother. I'm about ready to call it a night. No. no. I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, I said, no, you're good, brother. I'm about ready to call it a night, too. No worries. Yeah, I had to go take care of some laundry. Yeah, I don't know um, how that is. But, yeah, oh, Castle Ravenloft has the uh, Draco Lich. Yeah, it has Draco Lich. It has uh, uh, Vlad. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Strahd, sorry. It has uh, Strahd. So, I mean, like I said, dude, if you you join the book club, right, join the the Barnes & Noble book club. It's is it free? free. Yeah, okay. it's free to join. Or you may have to renew it. It might cost you a little bit. You may have to renew it, but. And just wait. Every once in a while, they'll throw a 20% off coupon. You can do it either online or you can do it at the mm-hmm. store. And you can buy those box sets for next to nothing and just bolster your miniature collection. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have yeah. all those miniatures, but from different sets because they were all released in different types of sets, you know. But that's just, it's all collected in one place. You got them all right there. You got to paint them if you want to paint them, but they're done. You're done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, like... Okay, so like through my work, Okujo says that's his favorite. But like through my work, I get like if I earn so many points, I get gift cards, like ten dollar gift cards. There you go. So like right now, I have enough to at least to get two of them. Right now, if I want to, you can get one of each, and boom, you're done. Yeah. There was a third one. I was called something Dritz. Like it was a. Something the underdark, and it came with a ton of dark elves or drow one. and and like loth demons. Legends of the underdark or whatever. That's it. Yeah. There were three games that they had released during fourth edition. They were shitty games, but the miniatures were worth the value of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when those games came out, they were all a hundred bucks a piece. Tyrants of the underdark. That's it. And again, I mean, just the value of the minis alone is worth it. Yeah, because like the minis, you get them for about what a buck a piece. Probably, right now, yeah. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, like I well, said, I'm, you go. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and call it a night, guys. Yep. Uh, Bill, thanks for joining. Cujo, thanks for joining. Everybody that uh, watch, thanks again for stopping by. I know it's not Friday night, but I'm not gonna be able to stream tomorrow night. Yeah, I won't be available either. So. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, we, I mean, you yeah. know, I'm gonna say we did have a good conversation, but the next one, yeah, like I said before, you, you got that list. Send it out to us beforehand so we could all, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We could do our homework and then we can all have. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna sit down, and work on the list tomorrow, and send it out. And man, and Bill, honestly, between all you guys, it was my pleasure, bud. Thank you for coming and stopping by. For sure. Between all you guys, I have learned a lot. Every week, I'm always learning something. You're going to learn more, brother. And you know what? I'm game for it. Me too. I'm good. I'm, if I'm you're rolling 20, it's a critical. That's right, Cujo. All right, guys. <laughs> Zero's out. And, well, Cujo already just said it for me. So thanks again for joining, guys. <laughs>